adjust my shirt a bit. There we go. <laughs> gotta look your best. Gotta look your I best. Do. I gotta look good for the patron. Oh yeah, you look great. You look great. Yeah. Bomb. Thanks. You look great. I love the shirt. I love the Thanks. ice, the misogyny shirt. Thank you. It's a Georgia Twist original. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. <laughs>
so I take um, I take ADHD medication specifically when I do like stuff like the show or when I'm writing. Um, so and when I do that, obviously you cannot drink. You cannot drink it. Or mm. I mean, I don't know if that's official, but like it's very it's much like rem- it's very it's, much a yeah. hey be very if it's very much a you could really damage or do bad bad things could happen right mm-hmm. if you take medication mix medication and alcohol in any sort of case right um so i always have to make the choice so i always make the choice and i think that night i made the choice of i'm gonna be doing some stuff regardless of how this game turns out so i took my medication and then yeah. as the game wore on i'm like i could really use a drink right now <laughs> yeah. and frankly again same thing tonight right now like yes it's a tuesday um I, and I, again, obviously podcast work is happening right now. So I'm very much in my, in my ADHD space right now. And, um, I could really go for a stiff, a stiff drink right now. Uh, Could you you go for a Miller light? Oh, 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 you're fired. Get out of here. You're, you are, you are absolutely, uh, you're absolutely fired for that. Uh, (laughs) Um, but like today was, you know what, like, that would be a fun joke to make on a normal day. This was supposed to be a fun day. This was supposed to be talking about the Canucks season starting tomorrow or I guess today when you're listening yeah. to this. Um, you know, Canucks playing the the Oilers, Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers back two games on a back-to-back in Edmonton to start the season. This was supposed to be a happy occasion and yeah. it is it, it 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 more and more feels like it's not and we shouldn't and we almost shouldn't be having these conversations, but we're going to anyway because we, we have to. This is our job. This is what we yeah. do. There is just it's just so it's just so shitty that we're starting the year starting yeah. on this foot where JT Miller and uh, Jordy Ben are both out of the lineup uh, with COVID with COVID issue with COVID related issues. Um, I mean, they haven't specifically said no that they're sick. Their official stance, I think, was what? It was that they are... Um, they had that, a what, false positive concern. on one of them. And yes. so because they tested with a false positive, they had to do more testing, basically. Do the four tests in four days and right. hopefully get four negative tests or consecutive negative tests. And instead, it alternated, according to Richard Zussman on uh, Twitter... That there was a false positive, a negative test, and then another false positive, and then another negative test. And so, that was for one of the players. And, and then one, the uh, other, JT, uh, um, we don't know which one is we which, We don't know which one, yeah. But J, uh, basically for, uh, if you, basically for uh, like the general picture here, uh, JT Miller was staying at Jordy Ben's house mm-hmm. uh, during the quarantine and everything. Um, so, or like during everything that's been going on beforehand. So that's why they're both out. Yeah. So we don't know which one of them. We don't know which one of them is the one that tested positive, but because no. they were both in close contact with each other, they both have to go. Yeah. And now. so, yeah. So the Canucks now are looking at a Jordy Benless Canucks, which is devastating. Incredibly. And devastating. and then you know JT Miller too. Like I guess you know yeah, they'll they'll miss first, him a bit. Uh, you know, first line first line left wingers. They're yeah, they're, they're a dime a dozen. Yeah. You get those easily off the <laughs> off of the waiver wire, right? Yeah, I mean Corey but, Perry was out there. Oh, and oh Louis, yeah, and Louis Erickson, but you know, Ugh. yeah, we'll get to we'll get to Louis Erickson a little bit later. But yeah, the two weeks that's in a normal season that could be like four games maybe on like if, a regular eighty-two game season, and you miss yeah. like you know ten percent of the season. 
but in a fixed 56 game truncated season they could miss the first six or seven games that's just by missing that's almost like what like that's like a quarter or 20 percent or something no 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 it's not that much no, that's. The, are you bad? Are you worse than at math than I am? You I might believe be. we had six this discussion out, last six. Uh, six episode. out of fifty-six. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. That is not twenty percent. I can tell you that much. Um, it's it's not, but it is a. It's a decent chunk. Okay, it's, it's an eighth. It's more. If it's, it's if it's seven eight. games, it's an eighth. Okay, so it's about seven. Because yeah, the, yeah, theoretically, it's get um, off my butt. Yeah, did the so I guess um again I have not been through the court the quarantine process well at least in this particular case where I'm not yeah. traveling so there's not a, like a set date I I for does it, it I guess it started on the first day of the first positive right like that would have be the or is that I like believe. the most recent positive I guess it's the most recent yeah or, I think so. So I have no idea so how it works, really. I actually, I so because again, most of the time you would know because there would be a very specific, like a set date mm-hmm. of they got COVID on right. this day. But yeah. we not only do but we, we don't not know, know that because they of the false might, positive. Right, the false positive means it could have been yeah very recently. Yeah. I mean, um, but I am assuming it means that it's two weeks from the last from your. It would have to be the most recent. Well, like I guess it would be your earliest, your earliest, sim- your earliest positive test, your your earliest positive test. So, Maybe, yeah. um, assuming that would have been, uh, so if we're looking at a four a four COVID test, the most recent one being the one that came negative, um, that would mean probably the Monday, the Monday. Yeah. So two weeks from Monday, that would you're looking at missing eight. You'd be, I guess maybe you'd be able to come in for the twenty fifth, the game on the twenty fifth against Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's set, and that yeah, that's seven games. That would be seven games. So that'd be two against the Oilers, two against the Flames, and then three against the Canadians. Uh, yeah. And I don't, and possibly one against the Senators. Don't know if they'd be allowed to come in on the Monday of the twenty fifth. But yeah, at the end of the day, um, it how much to at the end of the day, yeah, that's a it's a it's a loss for the Canucks for sure. But I mean. I'm most concerned for the players, right? And I think you right. and you and I are in agreement the, on that. Yeah, We're both the, in, the crease cast stance on this is COVID bad. Take it seriously. Do everything you can to protect yourself and your family from this. Wear a mask, all that. Player safety first. Both Jordy Ben and JT uh, Miller have very young kids. Uh, Jordy Ben had his daughter right on the onset of the playoff bubble, so their safety and health is you know, paramount here. Um, so you hope that it's, you know, it really is just a false positive and they are actually fine because yeah, yeah. health and safety and is most important. Here. And, and, you know, all the stuff we've learned about COVID and everything in the last year, mm-hmm. um, boy, has it been a long year. Um, yeah, it's, no um, it's, it, it, it's not one of, it's not, and it's, it's obviously not one of those, um, diseases that just, you know, once it's gone, it's gone. It can leave you with long-term effects and you just hope for their sake, not only that, you know, they can come back and play a full season after this, but also that sure. their, it doesn't affect their, their careers or their general well-being, their general everyday well-being. Because yeah. I mean, we've seen on a different level, what, stuff like say concussions can do to a person long-term living effects at this in the nhl COVID, i can only imagine is just as bad is just as bad and and, what, what and the scary do, the thing is we don't really lungs. know either right like we there's don't. 
there's so much so, gray area it's a bit let's see it, so. it could be it could be years before we really see what those long-term ramifications are but we already yeah. know from the people who've taught from the doctors who've discussed people coming out with these with damaged lungs and damaged mm -hmm. or internal organs that it could be very costly so you really yeah. hope for them for the best and again we have to talk about hockey today because yes. it's so what's let's... going on and it's not stopping. But you, 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 you almost wish you could. You didn't have to. Yeah. So let's not look at the long-term effects of COVID nineteen on Jordy Ben and JT Miller. Let's look at the short-term impacts of COVID nineteen on JT Miller and Jordy Ben and what it does to the Vancouver Canucks top nine and defensive situation. Now, um, realistically, Jordy Ben is like your eighth D. He wasn't gonna. Probably he probably was not going to play. You know, he probably wasn't going to start the season on the no. ice anyway. So he'd probably be a scratch anyway. But mm -hmm. JT Miller's absence absence Huge. will be known immediately. Like just looking at cap friendly right now, basically the option is you slide Jake Vertan into his off wing with Pedersen and Brock Besser, and Zach McEwen comes off the bench and slides onto a fourth line with. Uh, Godet and Roussel, and you have that third line checking of uh, Sutter, Beagle, and Mott. Right. Which, you know, they've run that kind of lineup in the past, but <laughs> when your first two games are against two of the most dynamic offensive talents in the league, that's that's a pretty crap timing. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. How do you feel about like a JT Miller list? Pedersen, Vertan, and Line. I mean, it's a huge loss from, you know, a locker room standpoint. Miller supposedly is a pretty good, is is great in the room and has been great for helping guys like Jake Vertan. And specifically, mm -hmm. he's been one that's talk, is, that's uh, been talked about has really got gotten a lot from JT Miller's uh, 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 setting an example. Um, and But from an on-ice perspective, it's monumental. I mean, this is the Canucks leading score last season, right? Like, I mean, yeah. what, like, yes, Elias Pettersson is their best player. There's no doubt about it, mm -hmm. but JT Miller was the leading scorer for a reason because he clicked so well with PD and Brock Besser for such long periods of time, as well as Tyler yeah. Foley for a shorter stretch. Um, Jake is going to be most likely flipped over to his off, his off wing, uh, mm -hmm. to what he's normally playing. Um, and, this is a big. This is a big moment for for Jake. I mean, yes, Pedersen and Besser, to us, I guess, to a, a somewhat smaller degree, are both players who can kind of take, like, who can kind of make the best out of out of other people. Like, they yeah. can, like J T. Miller had a career season when he came when he last year. Like that was. It wasn't like he was. Yeah, already it's not a coincidence, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't like he was already scoring at that kind of a clip and then happened to be put alongside uh, two of the best young talents in the NHL and all of a sudden the points came. Yeah. Um, it was, it's the Pedersen and Besser helped make JT Miller better and vice versa. Right. This is a case where they're going to be not, they're not going to be carrying Vertanen. He's obviously a guy who could play at this level, but yeah. they're not, but they're not going to be having, they're not going to get the same level of help that they might normally yeah. do. It's going to be great for Jake to see what he can do when he's playing with these kinds of guys. Um, and it's a, Almost, a, I don't want to say it's like, it's not like a must, must succeed situation necessarily. Um, especially again, because he's going to be playing on his wing that he's not used to playing. Right. But, 
you you don't if if Jake Vertanen comes in comes into these next couple games and just looks lost and more importantly um, takes diminishes the potential offensive impact of what Pedersen and Besser can do. Hmm. That's not good. So you just hope that he can kind of stay stay above water with them a little bit. I mean, he has yeah. talent. He's shown it before. So, And I, I don't see why for a couple games he couldn't be able to make something click on that top right. line. It's just going to be a matter of can they get him the matchups that work the best and, um, you know, and can he and how well is he going to do in his own end of the ice? Because obviously that's yeah. the part where Jake, a part of Jake's game that he struggles with the most is can mm-hmm. he if he gets if he gets caught in a situation where Connor McDavid is coming down his is coming down to his end, uh, can he keep him? Can he keep him from getting the best, that shot? Can he keep him from getting that perfect shot away? That's a that's a big ask for uh, Jake. It's a big ask he's for anybody. The, he's it's got the wheels, but. Yeah, that's like it's not throwing him to the wolves because like yeah, like what else are the Canucks gonna do? They're gonna are they gonna call up Louis Erickson and be yeah, like, hey man, uh, we need you to play on our top line after we just waved you because we got yeah. nothing else. Yeah, I mean so, he's um, on the taxi squad, so there's that. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll get to that a little bit, but just like just to wrap up on the whole uh, you know COVID Vertanen. positive test and Vertanen thing. Um, we kind of said it in the last episode, just like how like the NHLs was dancing on like a nice edge, basically like just how, how much has to go right for this season to like go off without a hitch. And we are, it's seven o'clock right now. So we are literally 24 24 hours away from the first game of the Canucks season. And we're getting like those glimpses of like, this is how quickly things can change when something goes wrong. Like it's, a bit scary. So I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm fully ex- prepared for like a month long shutdown. The worst, but wow. Really? <laughs> how, I... do you, how do you feel about this NHL season right now? Like, where do you sit on the doomsday clock? Cause I'm, I'm like pretty close to midnight here. <laughs> I, I think, I think the way they've set this season up, Specifically, how they're only playing. Everybody's only playing at most seven teams in the Canucks' case, six, mm-hmm. um, and only traveling within a relatively small area. Yeah. Um, I think I I like to believe that once they get into the real meat of the season, that it will go off fine. That it'll go fine. There's no yeah. bubble, but I I I think the players know well enough that they can't be going out and like partying in the middle of the city. They're not going to be out. It's not a, there's no, and there's frankly really no time really to. Yeah. That's a huge about the schedule to go completely, to go have like a night where you go out and like party it up is say, even if you're playing a say game in Vegas, which thank, which the Canucks do not have to do. Um, It's, it's, you know, I think what again, I think once they get into the actual season, the players will be almost in a pseudo bubble for a, to a point to a degree that yeah. it'll be fine once they yeah. get there, but this was going to be kind of the hardest part. This was the biggest hurdle was how how easily how quick how easily could you get uh everybody back without any illnesses coming through and if so, what does that mean for your effect? What does that mean? Well, how does that affect your year? I mean, with Dallas that was the yeah. one, I think 
Dallas was the one team I think they've mentioned by name as being sick because so many they, players got sick. And they announced I mean, today that of the 12,000 tests that the NHL had done during training camps, uh, the Dallas Stars were responsible for 17 of 27 positive tests. Jeez. Yeah. And, and hey, Jordy Ben did come from Texas, so you have to wonder what, a little bit there. Living, wasn't he in Vancouver? Was Jordy Ben not in Vancouver? This, uh, this well, he, or he, he lived in he uh, his off-season Texas. home is in Texas. So, like, I say, mean, for example, he's at training camp and his wife, you know, yeah. brings the kid over later. Or, like, you know. Like I mean, a, yeah. Completely like, accusatory. This is all yeah, hypothetical. No. I am not Let's not get there. Is. Let's not go yeah. there. Yeah. No uh, getting, let's <laughs> let's getting, uh, uh, get into slanderous. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, let's not. Uh, <laughs> let's not point fingers anywhere. Let's yeah, just. Let's, well, you know what? If we're gonna point fingers, point fingers at the state of Texas for just being a shit show. Because yeah. how dare great, you? they've done a how they've dare done you a do swell this? job at make at spreading COVID. They've done a how, them in Florida. <laughs> hats off to both of them. Um, how dare you but, do this to the Benz? Yeah, the beans. How dare they? How dare they? How they? Um, and you know the stars now don't start until I believe the nineteenth or something. Yeah, they get um, a seven a seven day delay to their season start. Right. It's it, you know it's I think again this was going to be the toughest part was mm-hmm. getting through this first bit where all the players are coming back from everywhere across the globe yeah. to get back to their cities, um, and in some cases the, where those the cities where. Uh, there are a lot of COVID cases. Tampa, Tampa obviously yeah. is one of them that's been Sweden. talked about because they were going to have fans at their games, and then that got shut. Nixed. Yeah. That got shut that. very <laughs> nixed like yeah. last week. So yeah, um, pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, very quick. So it's that's what it's gonna. That's frankly, this is what it's gonna come down to. I like to yeah. believe that once they get into the start, once the games start playing, if a team is healthy, they'll yeah. make it through. Um. Well, but we'll see. It's going and hope. I I want to stay positive. I really. Do I was going to say, uh, your your youth, your youth and positivity positivity is showing, and I hate it. It's your the age, worst and your age my, and uh, negativity. Is my showing. age and negativity and misery is shining through. So let's <laughs> oh, let's man. try and bring me to your level a bit, and let's talk sure. about something a bit more positive in a bizarre sense, but. After 1,655 days, Louis Erickson, the man <laughs> oh, no. himself, was finally placed on waivers by the Vancouver Canucks. He is designated for the Canucks taxi squad this year. Now, let's be very clear here. We have not seen the last of Louis Erickson in a Canucks jersey. He no. will play games. It's a matter no. of time. He'll he be will back. play games again. Um, you know, I don't want to root for Louis Erickson's demise here because I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's the players seem to really like him. I mean, they like I the mean, way he, he eats pussy. <laughs> oh man. For anyone who does not, has not seen that picture. My parents, yeah. I think, listen, hi mom, hi dad. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they, you know, like, yeah, there's like that picture of him with the hat or whatever, yeah. with like the, the bandana, the bandana that says eat pussy Icon- on it, which is Iconic. amazing. Iconic. I that, mean, that is what he's going to be remembered for. That and hey, the empty netter goal that he scored against the Canucks in his first game. If you, if we want to say anything nice about Jordy Ben or Jordan, not Jordy Ben, Louis Erickson, he is an unselfish, he's an unselfish uh, lover. Yeah, there great. you go. 
<laughs> that's good. And that is not nothing. That's a great he, human trait. He's not that's Jamie Ben, who is the. He is the not guy. Jamie <laughs> Ben. I think that's why. I think I. I think yeah. Ben. Whenever I hear that specific uh, discussion, Ben pops in because of Jamie. Yeah. Uh, I'm always thinking of not, yeah, not. I'm a always great, thinking of Jamie Ben and how great. he <laughs> doesn't go down on chicks. So yeah, oh, no. that's always on my brain. Oh man, oh, I guess uh, he's, well, he's never coming on the show now. But yeah, that's a shame. Uh, dang, uh, I was gonna talk to him this week. Um, yeah. But so, Louis, it, I'll you know I'll ne- like we we kind of touched on the fact that like where were you when the Canucks signed? Uh, Louis Louis Erickson. Yeah. I was, and I remember very specifically where I was. I forget if we if I specifically said it. Um, uh, my girlfriend at the time and I were pet sitting for these like for oh. like these friends of ours in uh in California at the yeah. time. And I remember like like getting up to take the dog. We're going out to take the dogs for a walk, and I looked at my phone like, oh wow, the Canucks got Louis Erickson. Yeah. I don't know if that was. I I think at the time I was kind of excited about it because. Um, they just had their World Cup with the Sedines where it was like they were pretty decent they, together. And, so it was like, oh, this is had, fun. And the Canucks had just made the playoffs. So yeah. it was kind of like they could do something. There was there was some idea of, oh, they could maybe do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it was, and also that idea of, oh, that's a person I know that was good at one point. That's yeah. pretty cool. In the in, Almost in the way that we are with like... Um, uh, who is uh, Nate, like um, like Travis Hamanick to a degree now? Yeah. Where he, he used to be been, all right. Not that he's been bad necessarily. He just was he's at one point like year. super. He he had a rough year. He was super, yeah. but he was like really well, like highly. Like when he left, like the point. Islanders, it was like, oh my god, this guy is like available. Yeah, and he only left the Islanders because of personal yeah. stuff going on in his life. He wanted to move back home. Like, mm-hmm. that was huge for a lot of people. It's like, oh my god, Travis Hamannick leaving. That's such a loss for the Islanders. And then with the with Louis Erickson, it wasn't so much that with the Bruins, but it was a, this guy was there was like, what, 2008, 2009 was, the guy was like one of the most highly touted guys yeah. on like the Dallas Stars deal. at one point. Yeah. And and then I remember the very and then, you know, Iconic, very first game, very like oh, not. I don't know if it was his first shift, but it was one it of might, them. It might as well have been just for the just sake, right? he tried to ice the puck <laughs> down to his own end and on a delayed penalty and put it in yeah. his own net as Eric Branson tried to chase it down. And yeah. I remember just. I think I tweeted even that night, like, "Oh God, this is this is." This is what the Canucks. This is a microcosm yeah. of what the Canucks season is going to be, isn't it? This is yeah, what it, it was, is. It was just like setting the tone for the entire season, like and for right Louis off Erickson's the bat, for his contract, tenure. and then Good Branson's deal too. It was just like it basically summed up for Canucks fans what the pain was going to be for the next three years, basically until Good Branson left and t- until better players came on board. Right? Yeah, I will never forgive. Louis Erickson for stealing Ryan Miller's shutout that night because Ryan Miller stopped every single Calgary Flames shot in <laughs> that game and would have had a shutout <laughs> had Louis Erickson not put that puck in his own net, even though the goal did not count against Ryan Miller. His save percentage was a thousand percent. He got no shutout because of that because <laughs> they lost. They won an overtime <laughs> two to one. What a and load of crap. I was so mad. I was so mad about that at the time. I was like, give Ryan Miller the damn shutout. Come on. Yeah. Like, I it's know still, it totally doesn't like, count, but like. Yeah. They would fault him for leaving, right? Percentage. Yeah. yeah. 
It's yeah, your right? fault like, for leaving the net, idiot. Yeah, yeah, and you it's not your fault in a save percentage standpoint, but it's also yeah. still your fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um like I think we all knew to a degree that the Louis Erickson contract was not gonna age well, but no. I don't but think at the very but least, no one we at all the time be good. No one at the time could have predicted just how badly it went. And yeah. it you know, I again I feel very bad. I feel bad for Louis that it went this way. Um, yeah. But also, you know, Canucks management tried over and over again to try and really just make this work somehow, some way, to the point where, like, you know, last year we were kind of he kind of got the heroes arc a little bit, he got the people's champ, uh, yeah, arc a, little a little bit, bit with the empty net stuff. Like I was, yeah. I was the getting on the bandwagon. Yeah, I was getting on the bandwagon a little bit. Like I would, yeah. whenever uh, when it was like late in the game, I would throw on the uh, the Shrek two version of I Need a Hero <laughs> when he was coming out on the ice for the empty net. Yeah. I, w- I would throw that on on my uh, on my speaker on my Bluetooth yeah. speaker. Um, it was you know it was kind of fun for a little bit, but mm. I think deep down we all knew that this was coming. And yeah. the, the the concern was always just uh, because of his cap was he going to get in the way of better players coming into the lineup? And yeah. in some cases it was, but today it changed to the point where they're like, okay, we just, it simply is not worth it anymore. And mm-hmm. it's good that they're getting there, but it's still a, it's still a hurt. We're going to feel for a couple years because that cap hits not going away, regardless of whether he's playing or not a little no, bit goes away, but not a much. little bit. And I think there's still only after this year, there's what one more year left. Is it, mm-hmm. Is it two more years after this? This is the, this is uh, year five, six next, and that's it. And yeah, the, well, next year is year six, and yeah. then it's as, as we said in the last episode, like it, it's that was the longest six years of all yes. time somehow. And, and it, it, like Rob Williams of the Daily Hive, oh, I saw that it. was like, oh, like Rob. happy birthday, goals. Rob! It's yeah, his happy birthday, birthday bud. But uh, yeah. thanks for ruining everyone else's Friend day the with show. the uh, thirty-eight the goals in six. <laughs> Or five or whatever, like it doesn't oh, matter. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm face palming a lot in this episode, uh, just well, from everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Well, I mean, like yeah. it's just one of those news days where, like, the news just like it's just kind of brings you down. Yeah. Uh, so, like, just in addition to like, like we'll just kind of burn through these. But other players that went through wa- waivers uh, were Sven Berchi, Rip, Justin Bailey, Rip. Uh, Did Sven Berchi end up on the the taxi squad? Was that official today? I don't think they've actually officially designated the taxi squad yet because of what happened with all the injuries. Uh, iMac tweeted out uh, a couple players that were going to be on the taxi squad for sure, including Erickson, DiPietro, Rafferty, Rathbone, Bailey, and he implied that Hoglander was going to be taxi squad as well, but that's changed now because of the... Yeah, uh, illnesses to uh, Miller and Ben, and I but think I'm pretty it was sure... going to change at some point anyway, right? Like, Hobbs yeah, exactly. It was going to pretty quick. Yeah. It was going to happen regardless. Um, as for Berchi, I feel like I read a tweet from Rick Dollywell where he was like, uh, "The there's like concerns about like bringing Berchi to Utica or something like that," but I could be wrong. Okay, um, I mean, I um, and in regards to DiPietro. Um, yeah. supposedly, I think it was Patrick Johnson who was talking about how it's likely that he'll be loaned out to mm-hmm. a Canadian AHL team, which I didn't think about yeah. with the goaltenders specifically, mm-hmm. I, with the, with the skaters that made, that kind of clicked, but I guess with the goalies, it didn't make sense partially because, um, I, I said this on Twitter, 
I admittedly did not fully understand how the taxi squad that was worked. Great. I, so that entire uh, exchange is so funny. I love especially that. Especially because I, I got dunked on very fairly for it. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, That's great. Uh, so essentially, I assumed, like, very, very stupidly, <laughs> that it was that um, in that the way the taxi squad worked is it was six player, like it was just an extended healthy scratches. So mm-hmm. six players. Uh, so six uh, six healthy scratch players, which of course, why would I think that? It's a cap league. I get that it's not you know in the playoffs. It's that that's an how easy they would go. mistake. It's an easy mistake. <sighs> an easy hilarious mistake. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> it's it is, and it you know, but of course, it makes in a cap a salary cap league. Obviously, you can't have teams just doing that. You can't have yeah. teams just being getting free passes. To yeah. Put, yeah however much money they want on yeah. their six on their like six healthy scratches so what it is is it's the three regular scratches plus the six player taxi squad that still has to go through waivers and everything yes. if they're if they're non if they're not waivers yeah. exempt um so with dpietro again i kind of assumed that with dpietro how it was going to be was he could kind of just bounce he would be bounce he'd be able to they'd be able to kind of do the rotation there and i said that on the first episode i was very yeah. i thought that was something smart there I thought I was onto something, but no, he, you, uh, because if you did that, you would have to put Thatcher Demko or Brayden Holtby yeah. on waivers. No one's going to pick one of those guys no. up, right? No. Unless you but completely an- change your roster to a point where you only have one or two available scratches, and then you put which, on three guys on waivers to send to the AHL, which would never which, happen. Which, why would you do run that? three active goalies, which no team right. does, right? Right. So it makes much more sense that DiPietro is probably going to go, is not going to go to Utica because of the yeah. obvious uh, quarantine concerns, uh, mm-hmm. but also because the goaltend, the, uh, the, the Jets, specifically the Jets system yes. and the Manitoba Moose uh, are very low on goalies right now. They just lost uh, Eric Comrie, Comrie off Again. waivers to uh, who? New Jersey. Which, which so, New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey, they because Crawford. they lost Crawford, they to, don't to trust Gilsen to be their they have another one in the well. No, their other one is uh, Wedgwood. They have Wedgwood as well. Uh, Scott Wedgwood. Right, but his two, NHL numbers are horrific. Right, they have so. two. They have two former Canadian World Junior goalies, uh, both yeah. with the with the Wood suffix at the end. There, they got a uh, they got a yeah, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood and uh, and Scott Wedgwood, uh, and then they have Eric Comrie. I guess is a third option now. Or I think Comrie. I guess technically second now. option. Yeah, that yeah, makes. He'll sense. be there in main backup with and in waivers because he has waiver exemptions. Right. But because um, they claimed Comrie, the Jets now have – they basically you know, have to have Burdan as their taxi squad goalie if they weren't planning to otherwise. Yes. Or they and, run a PTO, which is right. never going to happen. Right. And then Ottawa – and then Ottawa is kind of in a similar boat. Not to the same extent because mm-hmm. – They uh, have well, the right amount. They goals. did because they traded Anders Nilsson – uh, yeah. to Tampa Bay, who is apparently already not going to play due to injury con- uh, injury yeah. issues. He's on LTIR for the Lightning. Yeah. Um, and then their backup is a guy who's actually going to be pretty good pretty quickly, I think, here, Marcus Hogberg, who I, I thought was going to be a decent starter until they traded for Matt Murray. Um, so that's their, their two there. They did need a third. I'm assu- I don't know who, they're bel- who they have in Belleville. I think it's uh, going to be Philip Gustavson, I believe, or, oh, or, right, or Gustav, Joey Joey Decord. Pretty, yeah, they, One of the they two. have two. Very, they have two pretty decent yeah. goalie They've got options there. Yeah. Um, but obviously, now that one's going up, they need to. They need a. They need a second for Belleville. Yeah. Uh, um, and so uh, Di Pietro could go there. I assume mm. Manitoba is more likely. 
Yeah. But either way, that's probably the two landing spots where you're going to see yeah. DiPietro go. That I feel like, and uh, that'll be good. So he'll get the AHL games, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, just for a different team for a little bit. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Whatever. They they loan Sam Gagne up to the Marlies. Like AH, like teams will. All it is just weird. Friends, it is just they'll do each other a, favors, right? It is it's just, just weird. weird to think about, right? Like, cause like I uh, I can't think of like any other league that would have that kind of need necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like MLB minor league system is so weird and to a point where I don't understand it whatsoever. There's so past. many levels too. Like, it's just like a nightmare. It makes, trying to it keep makes track, no right? sense. Yeah. This is base, I don't get, I'm not that into baseball. I'm sure if yeah. they, if you are, you get it. Yeah. But, um, you know, like they, they obviously have a full glut of players in the NHL. Yeah. It's a little bit, it's just kind of weird to be like, Oh, we're going to loan this out to a rival or something for a little yeah, bit. It's and so bizarre. I hope hey, they don't like, don't injure our goalie, don't, please. Do not injure our goaltender yeah, or do something have. nefarious here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's how it's going to be for DPHO and we'll get into the goalie s- situation on the mm-hmm. NHL level in a little bit um, tonight. Yeah. Uh, but for now, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of these guys are going to go to Utica. Berchi might be taxi squad. Uh, Bailey, I think, might too. Justin Bailey? I think Berchi's probably going to go you... to Utica regardless. I think okay. Like I think his, his rope with the team is just kind of done. Yeah. Uh, Bailey, for whatever. I, don't, I personally don't think Bailey is an NHL player. He has okay. NHL wheels, but his game like he just looks like a deer in the headlights whenever he's in the nhl he just doesn't look like he knows what to do mm-hmm. um but then the rest of their taxi squad is like really young players you have rafford really young i say that as Younger. an elder i say that as an elderly man uh yeah <laughs> they're older than me they are older than yeah, me. fair enough okay so they have all these little babies on their team uh they have rathbone 27 uh, rafferty uh <laughs> and then mark michaelis who Mark Michaelis. I don't think they've officially ma- named their taxi squad yet, but I'm pretty sure like just the numbers filter out where he would end up there. And if not, shout out to then, shout out to yeah. you a little bit. Shout out to you a little bit there because you were on you were on the ball with uh, with Michaelis there. Like that was relatively. I don't want to like it wasn't um, unknown necessarily, but it was more yeah, of sure. a. You had the inside track on that kind of stuff of like, hey, Michaelis is somebody to look out for, and like even people like I put Michaelis on both the broken taxi squad that i made yeah. and the correct one and i loved cor- your broken much- one though <laughs> the broken one was very funny oh, that was god. so good i, I loved will- it it was oh, like instantaneous god. you dropped it and then like like you had like bullis and like grady sauce uh, like instantly being like this, the numbers don't add up it was so funny I now loved it. they both were like now um specifically grady uh grady uh, was mm-hmm. like, um, you know, I don't think Michaelis is going, but I was yeah. like, he will, he will be going. I think he there will you go. Be you there. can rub that in his face now. And, we'll yeah, have him ha, on the podcast, ha, and we'll ha, just like rub I it had in. one right. Ha, you ha, know, I guess, I guess two with DiPietro yeah. uh, and Erickson. Um, <laughs> but like, it makes it. It's it does. It, I think it's the correct way. Like, I think some mm-hmm. people are kind of like, why would you put the younger players in the taxi squad? Shouldn't they be getting yeah. development time in Utica? I think not just because of injuries, but because I think there are a few players who have waiver extent who could jump up and down. Yeah. I don't think it's out of the question that they won't play games. Not a lot, but they will play. No, but they'll 
I mean, they'll get ice time. I do the, believe the only tricky thing, like the likelihood is that they'll only get game time. Like the forwards at least will only get game time is if there are injuries or COVID concerns with their forward group, because mm-hmm. no one in the forward rosters have waiver exemptions. So it's like, Oh yeah. Have, you'd have to hope. Anymore. Yeah. Uh, they're all, they're all on their next contract. Basically like, like, the, like he, like, or uh, Pedersen is, Surpass the games and seasons required. To, <laughs> all right, all right, Pete, we're uh, we're gonna give you a night off. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, you're good. Hey, you know bud. what? You've been working so hard lately that we're just like, hey, you know, load management might yeah. actually be a thing this year for some teams. You never know. <laughs> um, Frank, not I don't know for, for this yeah. group probably not, but for some teams they might. Some teams might honestly yeah. do the the Kawhi Leonard Raptors thing where they're just like, we're gonna give our star player the day off to yeah, maybe recoup. Like if you're ahead, like if you're ahead by a bunch of points. Like, why especially in the North division when there's only like of the, of all the teams, like you pretty much like have to be a complete failure to not make it into the playoffs. Like you can afford to, if you're the top seed to be like, Hey, we're going to rest Tim Stutzler. Oh yes. Ottawa division, future division winner, the The future division champs, Ottawa senators. Yeah. But yes. yeah, um, so yeah, they have yeah they have no one who would everyone would have to pass through waivers on the forward mm-hmm. group. Yeah, defense it's Oli Yulevi, and then the, Hughes obviously is not going anywhere. Um, the so players that do have a chance, the, the, yeah, the players that do have a chance to actually get games out of the taxi squad are those defenders. Like mm-hmm. Rathbone has a chance, Rafferty has a chance because the two the one guy with waivers on the decor right now is Yulevi. So. Yeah. Because you levy can flex up and down, like you can, like kind of rotate things a bit to like get guys games, and which would be a good idea for, especially considering his health concerns. Like you can afford to give him a break because, yeah. like I said in the last episode, he has zero regard for the health and safety of his knees or his body and you, as and a penalty killer. Nice, and I mean that in the nicest way, yes. like not in the way that I eat like you know eighteen cheeseburgers in one sitting, but like. Have in you the actually sense, done how, I don't think you've done that, but no, uh, eight, I'd be. What's eighteen your, I, is I, at I least eighteen is at least three too high for me. But three too <laughs> no, high. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've I've oh never I've never cracked double digits for burgers. That'd be disgusting. I would, I would certainly hope so. Um, I don't think I'd be alive if I tried that. But uh, anyway, uh, well, Joey Chestnut can eat like some ridiculous amount of hot dogs in like five yeah, minutes. He's like a competitive food eater. Right, and they eat healthy. Like yeah. that's the whole they're thing, right? Just, like they eat healthy all like three hundred and sixty four days of the year. It's that yeah. one day they go a little nuts. Like they probably eat like insanely healthy on like yeah. every other day, right? Yeah. Like, but anyway, um, we're getting completely off topic. Uh, but that's what the, the show is. That's the other, the is. yeah, the other maneuver that the Canucks made, like outside of their taxi squad and all the players they put on waivers, including the aforementioned guys such as Berchie and Rafferty and all that. We had uh, Travis Hamannick signed to a contract finally. Yes, after officially. his his impressive PTO his tryout tryout where he just lit the world on fire in that one practice of his, and hey, he was you know so what? good no, in practice. They gave no him goals one allowed during the preseason. There were no goals. He had a great uh, yeah. when he was, he was on so the good. ice during preseason competition. No pucks yeah. went in. Yeah. That's you, the the record. The stats speak for themselves. It's so good. They didn't even want him in a scrimmage. But um, <laughs> I I thought this was really funny. Apparently, you can't laugh at things like this, but I find it oh, no. so oh, funny no. that they gave him uh, a no movement clause. 
for his one year deal. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter because it's a one year deal, but it's just like so funny that like, even for like a minuscule contract like this, you still get one. I will say that in this particular year, I do see full merit and why you would give a one year deal guy. (laughs) Or you would want one. Yeah. Because like, how much would that kind of suck if you sign this contract? That's, very team friendly like this is an extremely team friendly one-year deal yeah and in a year where there's all the covid concerns and crazy stuff and quarantine stuff going Mm -hmm. on if they were like oh we're packing you up and sending you to florida to like tampa or something right like that that would suck like that would be garbage if you if you gave them (laughs) that like that great a discount on what like your talents is like mike hoffman's in the same camp i think with the blues he just signed uh his pto as well um where they're like these guys would like hamannick might not be making as much like wouldn't be making a lot necessarily in a normal Mm -hmm. year compared to what he's getting now but he would be making more and probably for a longer term of time it's only because every of all the cap issues and again they're the cap not going up that he's not making as much money as he would and with and you know it would i do feel like it would kind of suck if they were like Hey, we're gonna like at near the end of the season. We're like, we're gonna trade you. I do think you. I do think in this particular, yeah. this one, this case, there For is sure. some, there is some merit yeah. to giving the one year deal let, a no let, move clause. Let me clarify. It is fine to give a guy like Hamannick who has like kind of concerns with his family and stuff a right. no move clause. Too. I he's I didn't even he's think completely earned it. I yes. just love the fact that the Canucks GM just can't avoid giving no movement clauses to players he signs off out of free agency it's like Uh, it's so funny because you look at their cap friendly and it's just every single player that's been signed by him in the last three years has a modified no trade clause or no movement clause it's so uh, funny but anyway yeah literally all of them like all except for jordy ben that's like the only one on here that I can see. Mm. Uh, yeah, these are all, yeah, every single one of them. JT, yeah, JT Miller wonderful. was a trade. Yeah, uh, was a trade, so that doesn't count. Mm. Yeah, they're all like that. That's yeah, so it's nuts. Great. It's super funny, but it. Lots of yeah, the I think Mike Gillis was kind of like that as well. One of the few yeah, things that just, Mike Gillis was a good GM. He gave out a lot of no moves. Yeah, he gave he, out a few. He wanted many his no-moves. folks to stay, and I get it. So. All these contracts and movements aside, we're still kind of waiting on the official like Canucks word about the taxi squad and whatever. Can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Um, on were there any players that the Canucks put on waivers that a, a that the Canucks put on waivers that you thought could or possibly get claimed, and vice versa, and I guess on a vice versa. Ooh, are there claim? any players that went on waivers that you think the Canucks should have tried to claim that didn't, uh, that went unclaimed? I mean, I think for the players they put on waivers, like they didn't really stand a risk of losing any of them. Like, yeah, like I assume, like but I was wondering if maybe there was somebody interesting that like some team might have had. Like, yeah, because you would know the comment players. It is kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of very funny that they, they waived Berchi and like of all people that would slot in like the left wing, that would be a good fit in the absence of JT Miller is him. Like you just, you put him alongside like Besser and Horvat again, and you just completely jumble and throw everything around. Mm-hmm. Like he would actually be a good fit, but like, obviously, like we said, he's, his time is done with the team, mm-hmm. but like from across the, like from across the league, I think there were some pretty decent players out there. Like he had, uh, Oliver Shillington out of Calgary, 
Uh, yeah. You had Josh Hosang out of the Islanders. Oh my which... god, poor Josh. Like, okay, yeah, we're gonna talk about this right now. The I cannot believe the the I the garbage that Josh Hosang has gone through with that Islanders team. Like this, it's... like I I yes, there have been the whole locker like the locker room issues thing, which are very vague for some reason. Yeah, you um, wonder why. And then all the whole crap of oh he can't wear 66 that's mario lemieux's number you know that superstar that played for a completely different franchise he can't wear that not retired by the league not retired by the league um and then the islanders just straight up refusing this guy who's a decent hockey player by all accounts yeah not like like no and no team seems to be like either willing to pick him up or the islanders are kind of i don't think the islanders are blackballing him per se but there are yeah. they've completely messed this guy's career up to a point where who knows like it's and um i mean you know there i i have my 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 beliefs on why they've they're like this there um you know um i can't put my like my white finger on it unfortunately <laughs> Yes, um, but yeah, I it thought is, it was. It's, there's a great tweet. It's such from, a load. It's such a load of crap. Oh, oh completely. Like they're how they've treated him. There was a great tweet from uh, I think it was Sam Chang. I saw either retweeted or something today if where it, it was like, "When has Sam had a bad tweet?" For I know that, that's true. Like just to clarify, every tweet is gold. Uh, every tweet, every one of them. But her tweet today was like. Uh, Hosang sleeping in at that Islanders camp that pretty much oh, set, like set off all the dominoes happened like less than 30 days before or after Ryan O'Reilly drunkenly smashed his car into a Tim Hortons or was that McKinnon? I can't remember. That was that was uh, that was Ryan O'Reilly. You're thinking. Of oh, yeah. I'm thinking of the com- commercials. <laughs> I'm thinking he's of the actual commercial that he's in. Um, him but and yeah, Sidney so, like, Crosby was in the car with him. <laughs> yeah, he was in the car. Like, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's uh, very suspicious that you have like this white athlete get away with base like a literal crime, and you have this young African American athlete do something as minor as sleeping in, and it's somehow completely derailed his trajectory and labeled him as this difficult to work with prima donna or something when all he's all he's really asked for is a chance especially after seasons like the one time he got like 27 games with the islanders and he was like like your goals for rate and your 5v5 goal scoring is like w- the best when i'm on the ice and yet i can't get ice time and i'm stuck in the minors and then they yeah. tell him to not report to bridgeport then they tell him to oh, report geez, to san antonio rampage like it's just such a joke like for someone it's so like clear who's, who's blatantly an NHL winger, yeah, it's, it's so obvious it's that they're that they're sabotaging him. Yeah, and I don't know why. And some team could be a straight up a leg- could have been straight up a legit hero yeah. just by claiming him. Yeah. And even if they just put him on their normal AHL team to start yeah. with, or like you know, I guess they would be taking him for their club for their yeah. NHL team in this particular case. Yeah. But just getting him out of that situation. Like mm-hmm. you'd be doing that that this kid who deserves a shot such a such a good like you'd be doing such a good thing to give this kid a chance and there's, he's not um, getting it. 
And it's sad. I got, Jesus, all the sad topics we've been going over for the yeah. last three episodes. Well, I'll quickly wrap it up here. Um, just because there's there was a conversation I had with, or I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know if I had this conversation or if I'm <laughs> conflating what I wish I had this conversation or with someone. Saw, like you saw somebody else have like a Twitter. I saw someone having this conversation and I've now warped it into my brain thinking I had this conversation. Because you agree with it so much. Because yeah. I agree yeah. with it so much. Because um, I'll tie it into my little other point here I got here. Um, someone said that the best option that teams could have at this point is that if you've signed a player to an ELC, that say it's just going horribly, like you, you can just tell like there's... Like, it's just not working. It's not gelling whatsoever. That teams would be exercise the, or they could exercise the option of canceling the ELC and both the player and the team would have to agree on it. And then they just go about their ways and become, the player becomes a free agent. Mm -hmm. And I bring this up because you have a player like, who is obviously not even remotely close to like a Josh Hosang level who could possibly be an NHL talent if he was just not stuck under the thumb of the Islanders right now. But you have a guy like Petrus Palmu, my the guy I stand for really hard, who was an electric ta- like talent with the Liga on his second year of his ELC. Mm-hmm. He, you know, goes to Utica. He doesn't get really a good shot. He gets a few games on the first line with Adam Gaudet. It The team sucked during that period. It doesn't go well. And then he's stuck on the fourth line with like ECHL players and yeah, that, that was the NHL uh, guys who don't produce and nothing comes of his development. So he says, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. You cut out, you glitched. And I, so I started talking oh, really? thinking you had paused. Oh, I my bad. Der- that's okay. <laughs> that's on, that could be yeah. my computer. This is, this no, is what right. happens um, when we're doing the show over zoom, right? When you have to do the show over zoom at this point, this yes. is COVID life. We got to get used we're, to it. We're still figuring this out folks, but um, yes. So Petrus Palmu, you know, he, left on pretty unfavorable terms with still two years remaining on his ELC. And it's kind of like this black mark for the team that I'm sure they don't even want either. I bet if they really wanted the chance, they would like, you know, see him leave the AHL team instead of, you know, Palma coming out and being like, yeah, my development in the team sucked. I needed ice time. I wasn't getting it. Like, I don't know what the hell they're doing instead of another two years of people being like, Hey, what happened with this guy? Like, aren't you guys like mad? This happened this way. The team could then be like, no, we're going to avoid the ELC. The player agrees to it and he can sign wherever he wants. There's no, there's no issues from there on out. It's just the player's free to do whatever he wants. And that's kind of what a ho saying needed. He's still for whatever reason, stuck with this Islanders team who I'm pretty sure he's not on an ELC. He was an RFA and they, re-signed him so it's like are they doing it out of spite like why would you not just let him go if you can't stand him yeah i don't know why and then on a on a yeah and then i yeah i remember and i remember that whole that utica season that was i believe uh that was 2019 that was the 2018-19 year that was uh, the first season i started uh uh, recapping games and it was was, a bad bad year and that was the year I was doing Barracuda stuff, so I remembered mm-hmm. the Comets a lot more from that time span. And then, of course, there was the Dolan stuff. Um, yes. That also came, same... Same kind of issues. Same, same issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, same issues, and that's, yeah. And that was the the quotes uh, I got at the time. Uh, yeah. We got, well, we got a Fear the Finn. Yeah. Um, and 
I guess to kind of tie it back to my Barracuda stuff as well, with Oliver Shillington, this is completely different. Completely different. Just going in different. It's all good. Let's let's get yes. it on a more positive note yes. by talking about players Oliver, and their happy yeah. development. <laughs> yes, Oliver Shillington was a guy I remember going to see when the when the Heat and the and the Barracuda were playing, and he stood out, and he stood out on the and he stood out really well. Like he was getting points like as a defenseman, like a good solid amount of points. And then he's done well as like a defense, as less of a scorer, but with the Flames. And I don't know why he didn't get claimed. I, I kind of, I, I, not that I, the Canucks necessarily were the team who should pick him up, but like, right. I mean, I wouldn't a who I wouldn't have faulted them if they did. If you see a great guy, you take him. But yeah, um, it's it's kind of like a question like I don't know why why if, he was left like if your options are like a Jalen Chatfield who can't produce at any level. And like, mm-hmm. there's no guarantees he will be able to even produce a single point mm-hmm. in the NHL level, let alone the AHL level. If you're left with him versus like an Oliver Shillington, what's the what's the risk in really putting a Chatfield on waivers and sending him to your farm, and then picking up Shillington instead and having him as your scratch? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it didn't really make sense to me personally. But. It- it is very odd. It uh, I don't I I'm surprised no teams picked him up. I thought the I heard the Bruins at one point had interest as if they you know need any more good talents. Um, but weird, uh, weird. He will not. He it's weird that they that they missed out on that. That a lot yeah. of teams missed out on that. Well, We're, all right. What now? Let's get into yeah. Now that we've kind of covered like all the uh, roster maneuvers, we can actually preview in a very bizarre twist of events. We can preview the first games. Of yep. the Canuck season because, oh my God, they're happening within a day. They're happening. If you're listening to this this morning, you're uh, we're previewing tonight's game, which is a very weird sentence to say. Tonight's game, <laughs> no pre, no preseason games. There's no build up. I'm actually, and I'm writing a little bit of an article, like just a very quick one for the site to, that I think is going to also go up today. Mm-hmm. Um, just about. How this is just like gonna be such a how this is gonna how you kind of want to embrace how you're gonna want to embrace how weird this season is. This is mm-hmm. going to be unlike any. This is this won't even be like the playoffs, right? Like the playoffs. No. There's there's the built-in intensity. There's the built-in. Uh, here's your prize. Here's what you're playing for. It's the Stanley Cup sort of thing. The, mm-hmm. the there is the obvious incentive and the kind of um, almost a, a tournament at, and there was the more of the tournament aspect to it, right? Yeah, uh, that makes it kind of like feel like a you know like a like a normal like a normal sporting event. Yeah, this is going to be so so different because yeah. you're going to be going seeing games in all these the same arenas that you know. There's going to be no fans in the building. There's going to be nope. n- there will be some rivalry stuff and there'll be intensity as well as the season builds. But mm-hmm. there will also be points where you know like the season gets sometimes a little bit slow and it's a little bit more of a it's a little bit more of that slug as you get towards the playoff push in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, where sometimes it might be a lot harder for players almost to get up and excited for those games, especially when there's nobody like nobody cheering them on. There's nobody. Like, it, it's going to be really weird. It's going to be yeah. such a weird experience. And also, like, like, like likening back to uh, Louis Erickson's first game with the Canucks, like, this is going to be, it's going to be a very weird way to set the tempo and the pace for your season because yeah. you're starting off with a back-to-back. You're starting with, like, a brand-new kid on your second line with a guy who's traditionally been your matchup center. Mm-hmm. Uh 
it's going to be a game of matchups and everyone's coming in completely cold. Yeah. And it's against two two of the most valuable players to their team in <laughs> Leon Treisleidel and Connor McDavid. I mean, uh, there are worse teams to start against in this division. Well, oh, there's one. Well, there's one. Yeah. There's two. There's two. There's kind of two because like there's the there's the Leafs who are very good. Very but then good. you have like the Winnipeg Jets, who for whatever reason always have the Canucks number. Oh, I so we'll, great. We're gonna do our our North division. Well, we're, we have the whole other set of the stuff that we're gonna do tonight as well. Because yes. again, this is the big up. Ep- this is the big. Episode this is the big hype up episode. Before we get into like the regular, like the real regular season stuff, which is almost it's a whole other thing. Yeah. Uh, this is you know like I was gonna for me I was gonna say I was gonna say Calgary because imagine starting off against Jacob Markstrom, oh, Chris hype. Tanev, Josh Lebo in their building, which is I mean they kind of do they they play them right after they play them right in a after two and three but oh my god it's not this gonna the be same. so weird this is gonna be so weird but yeah you're right um, if if they immediately started like back to backs against Calgary like just the the storylines heading into like. The first the, game, like this, it's, it's so good. It's the it's the Vancouver Canucks versus the Calgary Canucks. It's like when you oh. it's like when you put NHL. It's like when you, as a kid, you would put your same team playing against yeah. on both sides and be like, "It's the Canucks against yeah. the Canucks," and it'd yeah. be the same like audio bits and everything. Yeah. That's kind of what end it would seven six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and you'd be like, "Yay, I won!" Regardless of who yeah, who <laughs> I did it. it. Yeah. We did it! Yeah, Canucks <laughs> win! Hell yeah! yeah. Um, that's kind of the that's kind of the vibe that you get from like the Cal- from Calgary here. Um, it's going right into just the whole like yeah, it's base. It's almost like base like a baseball season to a degree, mm-hmm. right? Because it's going to be these like little like mini mini sets of games against teams. You'll most yeah. of them will just be two. Will just be two yeah. games against one against an opponent at a time. But just in but just in uh, January alone, like you have uh, the Habs three three games four nights, Ottawa three games four nights, like in all in Vancouver too, all in Vancouver. Yeah, like they're they're gonna be really like hotly contested matches. Like the first month, like you said, is probably gonna be like a lot of feeling out process. But yes. once like the state, like obviously without Miller, if the Canucks like kind of waffle a bit and are going five hundred there's going to be suddenly this like kick into overdrive where they're like, okay, we have, we have 48 games remaining to get our shit together because we can't afford to go 500 for the next month or we're no. fucking screwed. Yeah. This is such a, it's so weird that like, and you mentioned Winnipeg and I remember I talked about this before you, before you started on the show. One of the episodes yeah. I did this season was talking about how one bad season series against a team against one other team could come could destroy your entire year yeah and for the canucks that's winnipeg that team <laughs> yeah. for me that team is winnipeg yeah winnipeg if you if you go the same kind of uh if you go if you kind of go the same kind of projected to- totals that you did against winnipeg in a normal season where mm. you're looking at almost two wins out of your every like two wins out of 12 or yeah. like in, and in this case, like maybe two wins out of, I guess, I guess it's, I think it's nine. I think it's not, yeah. I think play the Jets nine times um, or nine or eight times. That's, that's a, that can make like almost a fifth, like I think like a 14 point difference in the standings between you and them. And that's mm-hmm. not including all the other teams that will win and pass you 
in that time. Every single game yeah. is a divisional game, so every single game is worth double points yeah. to, a, to a certain extent. So you have to at least hope that, A, there are some teams that you can do that to. Yeah. Uh, there are some teams that you can just run right through. And I know the punching bag, the easy punching bag is Ottawa, but you have to kind of do it against some teams that are going to make the playoffs because yeah. you need to you need to build that room between you and them to getting in. And you, just have to, also, you also have to kind of remember too is that last year Ottawa was still the punching bag and the next team that had Markstrom they drew. on it and yeah. they drew and in one of those games they gave up a hat trick to Bobby Ryan. It is <laughs> like, in his game like it was one of those. It is return story. game. Like a return game. Yeah, it was a wonderful story, but it like wonderful story. But I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, of course, because it's just like you can't afford to be giving up hat tricks to thirty. 3000 year old Bobby Ryan yeah. in a return game after six months layoff or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. And that's the season in a nutshell is there's going to be some games on here on the schedule where like objectively you'd be like, Oh, this seems like it should be winnable. It's like the other teams coming off a of back to back or whatever. And like the, the Canucks of old would like kind of slough it off and not really try that hard in those winnable games. Mm-hmm. But in a season like this, you have to bring your a game. And if, they start out bad against Edmonton and don't have their A game and they look off. Mm. Bad news bears. Yeah. I'm I'll yeah, I'll say this with in terms of the Oilers and everything with the two games that are coming up cuz I mean, we'll have plenty of time to go over all the other games coming going forward. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have the Friday show right before they start the Calgary series and after this one. Um with Edmonton, it's going to be it's an interesting litmus test coming up cuz Again, like we mentioned, McDavid and Dreisaitl, two of the most, the best players in the NHL, arguably both in the top five right now. Um, although, uh, although of course, we all know that the actual best player in the Canadian division right now is Elias Pettersson. That's that's a proven fact. That's not even up for debate. It's that is not up for debate. guaranteed. Not up for debate. If you're, a, that's not up for debate. Especially if you're an Oilers or a Leafs fan listening, yeah, that yeah. is especially not up for debate. Um, yeah. You know, it's but like the oil. Yes, they have those cheat code type players. Yeah, but the Oilers are still have a lot of holes. Uh, Their goaltending is a joke. Like they wanted Jacob Markstrom very, very badly, and they did not get him. They also, I believe, wanted Braden Holtby pretty badly after Markstrom didn't work out, and the Canucks got him, so that didn't work. There were a lot of goaltenders. There were so many goalies available, and the Oilers got absolutely none of them. And I (laughs) believe their third-string guy was Anton Forsberg, who got claimed by the Hurricanes, I think, today. Yes, that's right. he's gone, so they have nothing. They have nothing going for them. Miko Koskinen kind of found his rhythm last season during the regular season. And mm-hmm. then for some reason, Dave Tippett went to Mike Smith, just uh, super old Mike Smith, and it did not go well right out of the gate. Um, mm-hmm. And then Koskinen looked completely off the entire series against Chicago, got out. That whole team pretty much outside of McDavid yes. was just like, they could not be oh. less invested in the, in returning to play they didn't give a shit which so. is insanity when you're the oilers and you're a team that's hasn't what has no hasn't had a has only won one playoff series in the last has only had one playoff appearance in the <laughs> yeah. last in the Connor mcdavid era which yeah. is nuts 
Um, and you were the division winners for, or I believe, like they were the division winners, weren't they? Like, uh, or I Vegas, believe they were the Vegas, top. Sorry, yeah, sorry, they were the division. They were the best team in the division out of the ones that were in the qualifiers. Sorry, Something if like I should. That, yeah. Yeah, they were like I think they were fifth, and because yeah, because the Hawks were dead, were the last team in the West to make it, yeah. and they lost. Um, but they do have a bit of an upgrade. They do have a few upgrades this year. They have Kyle Turris, who they got for I believe pretty cheap uh, mm-hmm. in Nashville. That that relationship hadn't been working out in Nashville. He gets a second chance with Edmonton. They do get Tyson Berry, which is a uh, an upgrade on their defense, particularly on the power play. Uh, yeah, power play time offensively because uh, they lost they lost a a clef bomb for the season. Right, that's a huge <laughs> funny loss. side that's note. A... Funny side note. Uh, shout out to my buddy who uh, joined a work fantasy pool and drafted <laughs> Oscar Clefbaum. He drafted Nikita Kucherov first. Oh no! And then he drafted Oscar. Oh Clefbaum. no! <laughs> yeah. So uh, will, he was like, "Why uh, am I projected last?" And I was like, "Buddy, I will also, add news I will... for you." I do have to call someone out today. Someone on Twitter today said, ah, like after the JT Miller and Jordy Ben news came out, I saw somebody, somebody on Twitter had the nerve to go, oh, I drafted JT Miller on my fantasy team. It's like, yes, that's, that's what's concerning right now. That's the most important thing is your fantasy team right now. Put that in a postcard to his wife and kids. Yes. Yes. I'm sure they will love your complaining that they are, that he is sick and not yeah. playing for your fantasy team. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I, yeah. games are going to be fun. Yes. I'm hyped. Um, that is funny because they didn't, because he missed. Um, yeah. The I'm one thing sure. I wanted to ask, the one thing I do want to ask here, and this is a question that's been coming up a lot on Canucks Twitter, mm-hmm. is who's going to start in net? I have my opinion. I have my be- my belief on who should go here. Um, and I'll say this. I saw an athletic article talking about like the top goalies in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, like during like the top 50 like they had them like tiered out and one of the um, one of the first comments on like their anonymous group panel or something yeah. was like oh if you have a goaltender if you have a hot goalie you're gonna ride him through the whole season which is absolutely not what you should do yeah have uh, they looked at the, the schedule <laughs> yes for some teams for some teams that might be a necessity um yeah. uh edmonton probably being one of them to a certain point Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have two capable goaltenders, no, you shouldn't just grind out back-to-backs with your goaltenders. You will yeah. not, because they will not be ready for you when the playoff comes. The playoffs come because they will be gassed. So don't do that. <laughs> Cody, okay. Cody, who do you think is, who do you, who are you going with for game one? Because that's, there is kind of an importance level here of who well, plays first. I think they are going I think Green is a guy that respects his vet- veterans. So I think out of respect for Braden Holtby, I think he's going to give him the first game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's, you know, maybe the right choice for first. I think if they wanted to say, like, Demko, you're our guy in the future, they would give him the first start. But I just feel like Green is the type that, like, he values guys who've grinded in the league for a long time. So Holtby will get the start. That's just That's just me, personally. Okay. Who who would you start if you were who would you start in this case? Would you also go I Holpe? I would probably go actually I think I would go Holpe anyway because I okay. think you would want to give your younger, more athletic goalie the back to back or the the back end of a back to back because he's gonna probably face, you know, a bit tougher shots because his team's gonna be tired in front of him. That's just my 
opinion. Okay. That's interesting because, I mean, I'm going in the almost opposite. for the opposite. Not only am I going opposite, I'm going for opposite reasons almost. Okay. Um, for, so I would so I think the Canucks, I think Demko particular, let, like, particularly from his play in the, in the, the Vegas series, which mm-hmm. is, yes, a long time ago and doesn't necessarily factor into what he's going to bring to the table now. Right. Um, I think the fact that he played so well in that series for the Canucks is, it, I think it's why you say, hey, this is your guy. And I think he will be for the majority of the season. I think he's the 1A, while Holtby is the 1B. So I think you go to your young goaltender, your goalie of the future, who is more or less your goalie of the present right now anyway. Yeah, for sure. And say, this is your game. This is you. You're going to get the team at, at its freshest. Let's go. Yeah. And Holtby, being the experienced guy, I would say is the more capable guy to come in and handle the second game of the back-to-back because he's kind of, because he's that, because he has that level of experience of playing so many games for a for the Washington Capitals over the last so many years, I'm sure he has played his fair share of like plus sixty game seasons. Because not because the goal they didn't have backup goaltenders, but he was the guy. He was a hundred percent the guy for the Capitals for almost, I believe, half a decade, uh, or mo- more than half a decade. So I would say he's almost more equipped to handle the second game of that back to back coming in, especially against like Connor McDavid and everything, and also. Yeah. He's he's new to the team and didn't get any preseason time. He has no he doesn't he is not aside from obviously playing with Nate Schmidt. Yeah. Uh with uh, Nate Schmidt in Washington, he he's not used to playing in front of this team. This is a completely new this is a completely new defensive group for him. Um different forward group. He doesn't know their tendencies. They don't necessarily know his to a full to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I would say that it almost behooves the team more to give him the chance to watch them in a game at to watch them in game action and to see what what works and to see what to see how it goes and be able to go okay give him the opportunity to watch and see okay so this is what I'll be I'll want cuz different goalies need different things you know you play different yeah. styles and that was proven in the Vegas series when uh, the Canucks very clearly played a completely different style in the final Games five, they five completely overhauled their strategy basically. Their defense to kind of, and it worked. It worked. They yeah. won it wasn't games. pretty, and it, it was, was really hard they, on the goalie, but it worked. They, they it won, forced game they seven, won right? two games. They won yeah. the majority of those games. Yeah, and and you know, I think I think they know, and I think the best teams are able to adapt to their goaltenders and be able to play different styles and understand that one one system does not fit all. And for sure. Again, with Holtby, no preseason time to work with any of these guys. So give him the second game. Give him yeah. the opportunity to watch what the team does. This new, this pretty new, different group does, and mm-hmm. then and uh, also get give Demko the vote of confidence that you have the belief that he's going to carry this team for the future. For sure. Well, on that note, uh, that segues perfectly this discussion of goaltending and starters into something we're pretty excited to do right now which is our season predictions for the Canucks this year. We were uh, a little nervous that we weren't going to be able to uh, get it done in time before the season started because the Canucks were taking their sweet, sweet time for announcing their uh, starting roster and their taxi squad. And apparently but, that was there was a reason behind yeah, that, they, a not-so-great reason. <laughs> they had a pretty good reason, I'm not going to lie. They, they, yeah, you they, know. they Okay, you've earned the, uh, it's one of those, uh, this is why you're in the principal's office thing, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, 
okay, we understand. We're not gonna. Yeah. We're oh. gonna this is this is no detention here. No detention. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. So what we've done is we're gonna share our little bingo sheet. I'm gonna call it a bingo sheet because it's just easier. Yes. But what we've done is we've picked a bunch of random stats for individual players for all the players that we thought we were going to be on the starting roster and the guys that were going to be on the taxi squad. Yes. And we're going to go through them one by one. And instead of making it like, you know, just raw, like here's goals, here's, you know, total games played or whatever, we try to made it unique to each player just because, you know, we wanted to keep it a little spicy and try to maximize how wrong we could be so that on Twitter we could make fun of each other and uh, <laughs> maybe you guys could play along too and uh, yeah, I don't know make a little make some engagement out of this and uh, try might to have to it. yeah we might have to make a little bet out of this we might have to like have like a season ending bet like a season season bet here or something well let's so. make it something cooler than a pack of gum because that's like the <laughs> lamest thing wow going after like the best like one of the best uh, podcasts in the city wow it's it's all right they're pretty good at what they do <laughs> They're, oh my god. They're, they're not great, but you know. <laughs> they're gonna, I mean, they're gonna, of course this is going to be like the episode where one of them checks it out, checks it out, checks out what we're doing is <laughs> yeah. like, well, we are well, never they're never coming on. They're they're, they're never want to come yeah. on again. We got blacklisted. Uh, um but, so what we're going to do is we're going to list them out for you and uh we're going to pick the over or under on all of these different stats. Instant so we're not going to be guessing numbers. And then we've got some uh, bonus questions as well about the season to, uh, to prove as tiebreakers in the off chance that we actually tie for points at the end of the year. And so, it gives us a and it gives us a good opportunity to also go over just like the players and what we're you know what exactly. we're thinking and how there's what we're looking for this yes. season and everything because you know every player's got different skill sets and everything and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, brings different things to the table, and it's going to be yeah. cool to see how they do this year in this very weird year. All right. So with that in mind, let's try to remember Canucks are doing a 56-game season. So yes. when we say some of these point totals, you just got to remember it's a shortened season. Yes. So that's why the numbers sound a little goofy. So okay. with that being said, Elias Pedersen Lachlan, do you think he's going to be over or under 25 goals this year? Well, I mean, the JT Miller stuff throws a little bit into whack. Obviously, again, still best player in Canada. So Mm -hmm. it does. So maybe that doesn't matter. Um, How many goals did he he had last season? So he had last season, he had. uh, Oh, is this. Pedersen only had okay, so Pedersen had twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seven. He was um, okay. Yeah, a little. So he was, but he he was more the he was an assist guy. He was the assist yeah, guy. but he was tied team. for first in goals scored for the team. Yes, um, I'm gonna say, you know what? Why not? Let's go. Let's. I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna say I, over this year. I was gonna. I was actually gonna say over too. So I'm yeah. gonna throw us both on overs because I think with the absence of Miller, I have a feeling PD's the type of guy that is just going to like step the fuck up for the team. And yes. that will bring us to our next player, Quinn Hughes over or under 40 assists. For uh, perspective uh, last season had 45 assists in a 68 game span. I'm glad you, I'm glad you have the list. Cause I do not yeah, have that. I, I got it um, all for us. So we don't have to 40, spend too much okay. time on it for 40. He had 48 assists last year. Um, I'm going to say on that, um, again, because it's weird, especially because we have to factor in the, the competition is so different as well mm-hmm. this year and everything, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under on that one. Okay. I feel like there are there is gonna be a few opportunities I think here where they might be able to run up the score a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but for going from 48 assists in 80 in or, or I guess how many games did they played last year? They played 60 something. 68. He played 68. Oh, so 68. I believe that was the full seat. I don't think he yeah. he missed maybe I think he missed one game last year like against Anaheim. Yeah, it's when he it's when something. he like rolled his ankle awkwardly in that one game and everyone freaked out that he was going to be done for the year and then he came yes. back like the next game after. Yeah. They played they played six they played a very nice 69 games from the list mm-hmm. of things. So, um, so I'm going to do I, the opposite of you and I'm going to okay. say over because okay. I'm, I don't know. I want to be optimistic because I spent the entire episode being negative. <laughs> so I, yeah. I'm going to say I'm over. Not being, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't believe in Quinn Hughes. I'm saying I don't believe in but the it's time a big frame ask. he's given. Yeah. I don't say, I, I think, yeah, if he does it, insanity. It's fantastic. Huge. And I also just almost wouldn't put it past him, but I'm going to yeah. say under. I'm pegging for anyway. insane. So now this gets to... One of the tougher picks now, we're going to go with JT Miller, the Canucks leading scorer of last year, who was above a point per game just slightly with 72 points in 69 games. Do you think even with missing possibly seven or eight games, he is going to score 45 points over or under? uh, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to say, well, last year in a 69 game season, uh, Tanner Peterson had 45 points uh, in was fifth pla- in fifth place, so he had 45 points in a 69 game year. That was the fifth best high score on the team that year. I'm gonna say with all the missed games, it's with the missed game. If this were if he were healthy playing the full year, I think he probably could hit the over. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with under here. I think it's the yeah. uh, I think it's pretty clear he's not boat. gonna get there. I'm in the same boat, so we won't go on. We won't talk too much about these so we'll try and rip through them pretty quick all the best to jc all yes the best to him. uh bo horvat 20 goals over or under he scored 22 last year in 69 games and he led the playoffs with uh goals as well for the team you know what he's gonna get eventually he's gonna get hoglander on that right side with him and tanner pearson tanner pearson had a career year last year playing with bo horvat i don't see Maybe, maybe Hoglander might not be necessarily a Tyler Toffoli out of the mm-hmm. gate, but I think he'll get, considering they'll get so much more time together, and he'll get finally be getting a lot more of an offensive role instead of being played so much, so strictly defensively, and the playoffs prove that he can do it. He can score at a good yeah. at a good pace and score nice goals. I'm going to say over. Let's go. Why not? Over, over for Bo on the goals there. I'm on the same boat as you there. Nice. Uh, so Tanner, that brings us to his line mate, uh, fellow fellow Niels Hoglander fan, Tanner Pearson. Uh, over or under fifteen goals. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under for this one because okay. uh, almost for the same reason that I'm picked the over on for a similar reason that I picked over on Horvat with right. Horvat and Hoglander playing on your wing, likely likely considering that they probably will play on that wing to group. Yeah. Pearson is not going to be the finisher on that that line. He's yeah. not for most of the year. I, he's not going to be the finisher. He's going to be a setup man. I mm-hmm. think he'll do pretty well in assists, uh, but I don't think. And I think he. I, I don't think. And he's not going to hit his career total high from last year. Um, I'm going to say under for goals. I think he's just going to be getting the puck, the the finishing shots less. 
Okay. I'm going to go over because I have a feeling he's going to be the insurance line staple. Bo Horvat won't be, but I think it's going to be Tanner Pearson and like he did have know, a lot of empty Eagle nets. and Sutter or something. He's going to be like the empty net king this year again. <laughs> so that brings us to our next man, uh, Brock Besser. 30 assists over or under. He had- Last year, he had 29 in 57 games. I tell you, Which is good. pretty much what they're playing this year is 56. So yeah, <laughs> I I he's looked apparently great in training camp, um, yeah. and a lot of people think he's gonna go off this year. Mm-hmm. And I I'm with them on it. I'm with them. I think I think this is I think this is good. There was there's been the last couple seasons where he's almost been kind of not that he he's been quiet he's been quietly very good just because of Pedersen being there mm-hmm. um, as well as just like JT Miller and everything yeah. else that his, his successes have been a lot less, le- a lot less uh, highly touted and everything. Yeah. A lot gotten a lot less uh, um, airtime, I guess. For sure. Um, yeah. I say he does it over. Okay. I'm say over. I'm going to go under because I have a feeling his goal total is actually going to skyrocket. I think he's, oh, I think he's okay. going to be near his 30 goal pace from like his rookie year this season. Just a hunch. Why not both? Why I mean, not? So, 60 points in 60 points in 56 games. Who says yeah, he baby. can't, right? <laughs> Let's fucking go. Okay. <laughs> their their new de facto line mate for at least the first couple weeks of the season, Jake Vertanen, old shotgun Jake himself. Uh 15 goals over or under. So basically I'm basically here. I'm guessing how many uh, how many things Tommy Kipps is gonna have to uh, shotgun <laughs> yeah, this you're, year. You're setting how up Tommy weird... Kipps for how many drinks he's gonna take. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's uh, let's set him up for let's set him up for success here again. <laughs> I, I I harp on Jake for Tannen. Yeah. I think the most out of well, I'm gonna say second most actually. He's the second the most out of the forwards. I give Jake for Tannen the hardest time for reasons for specific reasons for fair reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I want I but I again when I do it's because I want to see him succeed. I want to see him become the player that he was supposed to be. Whether Fair. regardless of where it is and what line he's playing on. Fair. I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna say over, and that there the stuff that uh, Tommy's gonna have to be shotgunning this year is just gonna get Even exponentially worse. worse because he's gonna oh, have yeah. to top last year, which was already bad. Shout out to uh, yeah. Tommy Kipps, by the I way. I don't know if he listens, but. He I'm in the same stuff. boat. He has some crazy stuff. I'm in the same boat. I want to see Tommy Kippis drink the most disgusting shit. Tommy so Kippis, I'm, I'm hoping JV okay. can do his boy a favor. Uh, <laughs> next up on the forwards is uh, Adam Gaudet, 15 goals. Last season, he scored 12 in 59 games and 21 assists in 59 games. So, Now, who do we have him playing with here? Let me, right now, let me I think he's penciled here. in on line with Antoine Roussel and Zach McEwen on like a fourth line, fourth scoring line. Yeah, because I mean that line can produce, can produce, can mm-hmm. produce. They were pretty good last year. Yeah, they can produce. Um, I will say, I think so. It's fifteen. It's fifteen or fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I will say, just based on the general ice time that he's going to be getting and mm-hmm. everything, I think it's going to be hard for him to hit fifteen. Okay. Um, I have, I actually this one is really hard. I don't know. I think he. We gave Vertan in the over. 
but he's going to be playing on. <laughs> but he's, he's literally the first line plague with like the right. stars, right? Right. So I got I I got to I got to go under just based on the okay. chances he'll be getting. I'm going to say under for Adam. Although I think he I think in a normal year he would hit that no problem. Yeah. I went with the over just because I'm I'm hoping he takes that next step and he becomes a bit better than he was last year offensively. Me too. Uh, Me too. So fingers crossed. Being it being is. optimistic. So the next guy that we'll be trying to be optimistic about is uh, old man El- uh, Alex Elder, or <laughs> Alex Edler, as he's more known by his family. Yes. Uh, 30 points. He uh, hit 33 last year as a 77-year-old man in 59 games. Uh, what do you think about that? I'm personally going to hit Go the under just because I'm concerned he's going to take or hit that wall of age. And as great as Nate Schmidt is as a offensive partner, I feel like he's just going to hit that old age wall where his point totals kind of have themselves and he's still good defensively, but the offensive pop just isn't quite as there. I'm also going to say the under and, uh, for the reason of the guy you just mentioned, which is Nate Schmidt. Um, yeah. I think, be- well, and I believe it was already talked about that Nate Schmidt's been playing power play two, has been mm-hmm. on the, the second power yeah. play unit that's right Edler's now. Baby. That was Edler's spot. He's gone. That was Edler's spot. That's that's a whole lot of your offensive opportunities gone. Yep. I don't think, and I think on that second line, on that second power play unit, they'd be more inclined, they would be still kind of inclined to go with a four defenseman 1D one, one mm-hmm. setup. So I yeah. don't think Edler's going to be playing on that unit unless they need to like shake things up. So I think a lot of his offensive, his, his better offensive opportunities are going to be kind of gone at least yeah. from an, uh, from a non five on five situation. So yeah, I'm going to say under as well. Okay. Uh, our next defensive man, Tyler Myers. I made this one <laughs> a bit more realistic. So yes, yes, you did. Uh, Which is the over under on his penalties in minutes at 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically like like a minor penalty once every second game. Which and which <laughs> is funny because his penalty minutes last in the regular season last year were only 24. Yeah. He I'm just going off I'm going off his playoffs. playoffs. I have a feeling like... that's just what he's going to become and now that he's Good he to drove be. me nuts. He drove me <laughs> nuts. Oh, now we thought he's gonna be on a pairing with Oli Yo Lovely. You Lovely. Lovely. You Lovely. You Lovely. Yo Oli. I'm messing it up. Thanks yeah, a lot. Uh, Oli, you are lovely. Yeah. Um, I'm going with the over just because I don't know. I have a feeling it's just gonna be. I'm Team Chaos, baby. Me too. I'm Team yeah. Chaos as well. Um, I'm going to again because this, okay, I said before that Vertanen's the second guy I the second guy I give the most trouble with Tyler Myers is number one for mm. is Tyler Myers is number one I'm gonna be nice here I'm gonna <laughs> say especially because Myers is not a, also Myers especially because Myers is not a fighter yeah I don't believe he has many minor like many fighting majors in his life in his career it's weird I'm watching giraffes fight yeah I'm yes it is I am going to I'm gonna be nice here I'm gonna be positive I'm gonna say under I'm gonna okay. say he does. I'm I'm gonna go based on his regular season statistic and say he will n- just not physically be able to take that many penalties in that amount okay. of time. I I hope. I really hope. 
Um, Nate Schmidt, 30 points, over or under? Why don't you go first? You go first on this one. You've been, I've been going first on a lot of I, you go first. I think because Nate Schmidt's probably going to be that power play two guy, he's basically going to just take Edler's point totals basically from last year. Now, what did he get last year with the Golden Knights? Because that is a very I think he was pretty much difference. the same kind of line as Edler where he had like 34 or 33 points. Okay. okay. So and that I'm, was just, I'm just basically assuming they're just going to do a little switch of roles and Schmidt's yeah. going to take on that offense. Okay. So... The thing with, with the thing with um, with Schmidt uh, that I almost find that I almost find interesting is you you mentioned that you think he's going to play with Edler on the second unit. Mm. I'm almost kind of surprised by that. I would almost because especially because that kind of means by default Hamannick is going up to pairing one with Quinn Hughes. Cause oh, that's happening. Because yeah, which is which I guess is which I almost feel like is not. It's not the efficient. You should, it's Personally. not the right. I don't think it's the way. I think you should. I think you should go with your bet. Well, because like Nate Schmidt, I believe had one of the best uh, defense. Had like the best defensive numbers. Uh, like some of the best defensive numbers in the NHL, based on like playing against like the hardest competition. Yeah, that's right. League. He had like the most minutes against like the top line the, competition or whatever. So it would make sense. But this team, I, man, I, I, yeah, I they think need they need a defensive guy and a offensive guy on the same pairing no team wants two offensive guys it's just it's nonsense to me i i think i i think i think uh man man would troy stetcher really come in handy right now i i think i think i think eventually he is gonna find his way up onto that first pairing with with um with hughes because i think he provides a lot of a lot of help at keeping the puck out of their own net as mm-hmm. well and I think he'd be willing to defer a little bit off to Hughes some at points as well. Sure. And I think when that happens, it's going to help. I think his point totals are going to go up. So I'm going to say over. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So uh, let's speed round the next couple guys because sure they're just not interesting players. Brand- <laughs> oh. <laughs> no offense with them, but fucking don't give a what, shit. What Baton Rouge is not yeah. interesting to you? How dare you? <laughs> okay, Brandon Sutter. Do you think he plays more than half the season or less than half the season? Now we're basing this off of he gets scratched, right? Like it could be injury. Uh, it could. Be I scratched. feel so. I'm gonna say okay. Then I have to go with over. I don't want. I do not <laughs> want to be betting on guys getting hurt. I'm okay. gonna say over. I feel. I would feel so awful about that <laughs> karma. About putting that kind of like that's bad. bad juju. That's bad juju. That's bad juju. One hundred percent. I'm, I'm gonna going say over. I'm going with the under just because I think we've incurred so much bad juju. It doesn't matter at this point. Oh, and anything, man. maybe the karma will stack on upon itself so heavily oh, that it will cause good juju. So I'm oh. going for that. Uh, the next. Iron Man streak for Sutter, please. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's go. Uh, Antoine Roussel, uh, over under 10 goals. I, um, Fourth line. If we haven't penciled it on the fourth line, where was he last year? He had, he had seven game. goals in 41 games. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say under on that one. He's not, again, he's not, and it, even, especially if he's playing on a fourth line with yeah. Gaudette and Zach McEwen, those yeah, are your shooters. It's just, he's not the just, shooter. Yeah. Under. Agreed. Uh, Travis Hamanick, same idea as Brandon Sutter. Over or under half a season? You take it on this one. What do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be over. I think he's going to be one of those guys who's in his contract year and somehow he's just going to have like the season of his life on a pair with Quinn Hughes, then he's going to go sign 
back with the Islanders or with the Leafs or something on some ridiculous deal that no one should ever sign him to. Or the, or you know what, the or Senators. That's where he'll, he'll go. Well, he'll stay. He'll probably stay West Coast. He'll probably stay West Coast, right? For all the the reasons You'd think, here. Like but, he might go to like Cal. He might go back to Calgary. Frankly, Seattle. He, Seattle. That's also an option. That's a great. That that really that could be it right there. Yeah. You might have just figured it out. I'm gonna say also. I'm gonna, again gonna say over. I'm gonna just because you're positive. I'm, okay. Yes, gotta say over uh, on the on the injury on the the games played. I gotta stay over. Uh, Tyler Mott, well, more than 15 points or less. Uh, he had eight in 34 games. He had eight in 34 games. Looked really good in the playoffs. Uh, let's say I'm gonna yeah. Let's you know what? Let's say Mott. Let's say Mott Carl Summer goes into the <laughs> into the winter and spring here. I'm gonna say over. Okay, no disrespect to the broadcast, but Mott sucks. <laughs> He's going to be oh, under man. 15. He's the worst. He, I mean, <laughs> he's he's he uh, he's doing a great job at uh, possibly uh, injuring player his own teammates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I I may yeah. I might be regretting. You know what? Now that I think about it, I might be regretting this call. Was, oh, I'm oh, gonna say yeah. uh, I've already locked it in. Sorry. Oh, oh come on. Oh, you know what? I, fine, fine. Okay. Mott, Tyler, Tyler, bot, buddy, don't 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 oh, uh, don't let me down here, please. Okay. Don't let me Next down guy, here, Jay Beagle, over or under 28 games played. Half the season. Now, here I'm going to say under, but not for the injury reason. I'm going to say not for like injuries at all. I'm going to say because he is... Because he straight up doesn't have the foot speed of an NHL player anymore. He doesn't have the foot speed of an NHL player anymore. He is going to get bypassed by somebody. There is going to be a younger forward who is going to bypass him in that lineup, and they're going to need... Probably, frankly, not even in his position. Probably a winger. Like, I mean, we haven't even discussed the fact that uh, Vasily Podkolzin might be, be a Canuck before yeah. this season ends. That's yeah. something to factor in. Oh, that might be something we should throw in in the over-under. Will he play? Um, Ooh, there we go. Okay. Um, Vas- will Vasily Podkolzin play a game, for, one game for the Canucks this year? I'll, I'll, switch up one of the, I'll switch up one of the bonus questions, but let's get through these first. So. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say under because I think he's going to get passed sooner rather than later by some younger guys, and he's going to end up ta- as a taxi squad guy more probably. Okay, uh, next guy. Uh, currently on... Uh, so who did you pick? Wait, who did you go I, I went under for the exact same reasons. Okay. So, okay. next guy, Jordy Ben. <laughs> over or under five points? Under. He's not going to play in this group. There are too many defensemen ahead of him. He's kind yeah. of just health and... He's kind of just the insurance for if guys get healthy at this point. That, he would, that's he would have, the same boat. I think he would have been taxi squad if he had not been yeah. sick. I think yep, he would have sure. been... Or potentially he might. Sick. He might still be for all we know. Yeah, he like might you never know. Uh, next guy, yeah. Zach McEwen, ten points over or under? What did he have last year? He had, he six, had five in goals and games. one assist in seventeen games. Yeah, I'm gonna say over. He's playing with. I think he and Goddard are, have. I think there's a good fit there. I think there's a very good fit there if you give them the time. I'm gonna okay. say over, and I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna work surprisingly well. I'm in the same boat. I think. Uh, Give him a give him a larger sample size. It might not be you know as crazy of a scoring rate as he had now, but I think he'll develop enough chemistry with Goddard to make something happen. Or he gets power play two time. You sure. never know. Sure. Uh, next guy, Oli Olevi. Hey, I said his name right. Look at that. Uh, yeah. Over under twenty eight games played. That's that isn't that's 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 pretty interesting. That's very I'll, interesting. I'll start. I, have no, I have no idea. I'm saying under, not because I think he might get injured, but because I think be, with Rathbone on the taxi squad, they're going to alternate between the two of them as much as they feel like they can. That's that would just, still that would still put him 
At this would be half, so this would be half. So you'd be going for the even almost. But I think there's gonna be one, there's gonna be exactly one game where he's injured. So then the edge will it, it'll uh, put him under. He'll play twenty seven um, games. Um, I, I I so I'm gonna act, I'm gonna say over. Okay. I'm gonna say over because I think Rathbone is gonna bypass someone else. I think Ooh. there's. I honestly think uh, there's a possibility that. Um, this is, this is a hot take, I guess. Uh, I don't know if Tyler Myers will be on their, will be playing in their top six. By the Damn, time okay. Done. I think Rathbone might take him. And so they you're might thinking, have to make, I think they might have to make room for Rathbone and Ulevi. So you're thinking, even though he's a left side player, he's going to be so would, good, he'll flip over and be better than Tyler Myers. I, no, so I think they would, because he's the younger guy. They yeah. would put him on the side he's most comfortable with, and they might shuffle over like Edler to the right, just to kind of be, okay. just to kind of ease it, ease it in, or who knows? I think, but I think there's a there is a possibility that maybe Rathbone and Ulevi are playing Damn. are playing by the end of the season on All the right, same that, team. That's some hot take Tuesday shit. Yeah. All right. Why not? Why not? The next one. This was fun. this one was my favorite one to pick <laughs> a number for. Uh, the over under on Jalen Chatfield one point. <laughs> I'm gonna take a wild so, guess and say so, he had zero last year. <laughs> so if you pick the over, pick I'm gonna it? count that as if you pick the over, that means he gets one point or more. One if you pick point. the under, that means you're you're betting he gets zero points. Oh, uh, I almost want to hear what you have <laughs> to say here first. I almost want to hear what you're. I'm gonna. I'm guessing. Uh, I know. I think I know. I'm gonna go with the over because I have a feeling oh. he's gonna act. He's gonna he's gonna get one or two shifts in one game with Quinn Hughes. He's gonna pass to him, and Hughes is gonna score, and he's gonna get an assist, and that's all. It's easy gonna money. Be. It's that's gonna be the easiest money. point of his entire life. So I'm going with you know the what? over. You know what? Let's yeah, let's keep the positivity train going. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna stay over two. One, he'll get one point. He'll get at okay. least one point. He'll play right. one game and he'll get one point. Let's the go. next the next guy is Niels Hoglander. Uh, do you think he plays 20 games or more or sorry, more, more. or less over? Absolutely. Over? Okay. He play, he, he's going to be a mainstay in the lineup by the time the season's done. Okay. He really has the pieces to do it. I, and I want to believe that he's got like that. It's, there might be the possibility that say he gets a little tired, uh, just mm-hmm. cause again, he's one of the only players that's been playing this whole, yeah. this whole time. Yeah. But no, I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to be a good addition whether that's in that top six or maybe even sort of like in a sort of a check a third line just kind of a safety buffer sort of thing i think he will play okay more than I'm going, the majority of the year i'm going with the under purely because i don't think he's as ready as people think okay and i would rather see him play eight games and then go back to the shl or something and play out the rest of his season than waste his rookie year uh, trying to play matchup minutes while JT Miller is suffering with COVID. Like, okay. doesn't seem worth it. Uh, so next guy, Jace Howerluck. Everybody's, everybody's forgotten hero. So just yeah. for the listeners' purposes, the taxi squad technically isn't set. And because so many guys ended up on IR, the placement of players is kind of wonky Weird. at the moment. So we didn't know yes. where to put 
guys like Howard Luck or Mark Michaelis or whatever. So we just kind of threw him in this list of the starting roster, even though he's technically on IR. So for the is purposes he, of this exercise, a, he is on IR. He is on IR. That's I, a, I don't even know if he's been placed on IR yet. I, he assume, might just be, he's, I assume he's not because I, because was it, because he didn't go, I don't think he went to the hosp, like hospital or anything, did he? he well, he could go home, but if he still says he's not ready to play, they'll throw him on IR. Yeah. It, it yeah. doesn't matter. Um, I think he, yeah. Yeah. So 10 games or more, more or less. I'm, I'm taking the under because I have a feeling he was going to be a waiver guy being sent to Utica. Mm-hmm. Anyway, is he, he's a center, right? He's a center. He, he's like he's one of those guys you can play both. He can do center. He can do like left wing or whatever. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under as well. I don't. I think he was kind of just yeah. He's definitely uh, a safety. He's a safety net player for okay. sure. All right, we'll burn through these taxi squad guys quick, and then we'll go into the starting goalies. Uh, yes. So Louis Erickson, do you think he plays more than 15 games or less? Um, under. He's gonna play less under. than 15. He is his. It, he will play. He'll play games, but yeah. I mean, again, I, the only reason he's getting into 15 games is if enough players get hurt to warrant that. Um, mm. And, and you're trying to stay I, positive that that doesn't happen. Yeah, trying to stay positive yeah. that doesn't happen. And also, I think there's uh, a, I think there's a real possibility that say there's like a, a a younger guy would come in and take and jump him in the sure. in the in the taxi squad line. So okay. I'm gonna say under for for right. for Louis. I'm uh, same boat. Uh, Justin Bailey, ten games or over or under? Um, under, under as well. I'm okay. gonna say I'm the same boat. I think yeah. I already discussed my opinions on Bailey. Yeah, and I'm kind um, of more. I'm gonna more defer to, on your opinion on your okay. opinion with Justin Bailey because I don't know enough about him. So I'm gonna say under with him. Okay. So Brogan Rafferty, more or less than five? Um, I'm gonna say over or wait, no. I'm trying to because I'm just remembering the defensive, the amount of defense. Yeah, because on the right side, he'd have to outplay Hamannick, Meyer, or you're basically hoping, or not hoping, but you would be pegging uh, an injury Somebody on that getting, right side. Pegging mul- probably multiple injuries because Jordy Ben's pop probably mm-hmm. still going to be there, and again Rathbone. We talked about Rathbone. Yeah. Um, and I also just think Rafferty is one of those guys who's a little bit more, uh, who's given a lot more uh like not i guess publicity or like that he maybe is necessarily warranting of um i i feel like rafferty is one of those just he's okay he'll do he'd do fine in a pinch but i wouldn't want him playing regularly i'm gonna say under okay i'm gonna go over only because i just gonna guess that there's gonna be a lot of injuries this year it's just a hunch Condensed schedule, uh, I think it's gonna fuck him up. But yeah, anyway, not. Jack Rathbone, I know you're you're on the over side of Hell, uh, five yes, games. Hell yes, I am. Okay. He's I I I have I have I have decent hopes for him. I, the people who have been saying that he feel looks NHL ready are people who I think who sure. I would know. And I've seen like bits and pieces of his game. Fair he has the he has the speed for it. He has the he has the IQ for it as well, which is really really can get you places. I yeah. say I say over I say over and I think he's finishing the year with them. Okay. Um so then we get to our goalies. So we'll start with the taxi squad goalie right now, which is Michael DiPietro. Do you think he gets more than three starts in the NHL? Um more Holpe's, or less than three. Holpe's pretty I don't believe Holpe's had many injury issues. He played like oh. four he had forty nine starts last year. Yeah, he's he's like, pretty he's pretty he, he, He's pretty durable. Whether 
stat statistic save percentage and stuff aside, he's pretty durable. Demko mm-hmm. is a little bit more of a concern, but even still, I think he's. I think most of the stuff. I think he's mostly coming in pretty darn healthy uh, this yeah. time around from all the wait- waiting he's gotten. Um, and again, if we'd gone under my original idea, which is very flawed for a lot of reasons, I would have said he probably does play over three games, but. Now, probably not. Oh, I'm yeah. going to say under here. Okay, so then we'll move to the NHL goalies. Did you pick under? Um, did you pick under? I, I picked over, but based oh. on the... So when I say over, I mean he's going to get three or more. Okay. I have a okay. feeling it's, like I said, condensed Somebody's, schedule. I have a yeah. feeling just something's bound to go bad. Based okay. on how bad things have been going so far, a part which of me is just so like, it has the, to happen. Which is ironic because in the playoffs, the Canucks were weirdly healthy. Like for yeah. most of that run, like aside from the Jacob Markstrom thing at the very end, yeah, they were all their best players perfectly fine the entire time mm-hmm. with like a little bit of Tyler Toffoli. Everything going right, yeah. But like so the weird. main main crew, completely yeah. contrary to everything else. Yeah. Anyway, um, so then Thatcher Demko or Braden Holpe. So basically, you're picking who's going to get more, the the start here. So, do you think Thatcher Demko is going to be the backup with 22 games or less? Over or under? Over. He's there. He's the one A starter. He's the one A. I think he's earned the opportunity to prove that he can be the one A. That he can be the one A. But again, you need both your goalies in this season. I think they're going to play pretty darn close to a 50 50 split, as close as you can possibly get. Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, he's going to be the one with those extra three or four games. So I'm going to say over for him and under for Holtby. So, so this is my little thing because I picked over on Michael DiPietro. I'm gonna say both are under their projected games oh. played, and oh, wait, oh, that's gonna no. be yeah. So I'm thinking, why there's gonna would be you? why <laughs> would you do this? I'm team why? chaos. I'm You're team chaos, and everything's going awful. wrong. That's awful. How dare you? How dare you bring ill on the go- on my goalies? How dare I don't you? Give a fuck. All right, so now we're gonna go into the division standings so at the end of the year oh, here we go. first okay. to seventh who do you think is going to be first okay let's first do this. in the north who do you think oh okay okay we're going from top to bottom we'll go, we'll go top to bottom okay top okay and i have my reasons for why i'm uh, picking this i have a very specific no you're not reason allowed reasons it. you just have to read them all out and then people <laughs> can shit on you after okay first the number I'm one going... is ottawa Number one, <laughs> yes, Matt Murray is just gonna yeah. go off, and Tim Stutzla is yeah. just gonna light it up with Brady Kachuk. Um, yeah. hundred points for Eric Branson. Um, <laughs> first place is Toronto. It's pretty yeah. obvious they're the best team in this division by a comfortable margin. Their defense has questions. I have concerns a little. I well, actually, I shouldn't even say that. I don't have concerns with their with their goaltending situation anymore because. Freddie Anderson is not going to need to play as many games because yeah. Jack Campbell looks like he's going to be pretty good. Is pretty darn yeah. good as a backup. I think they're very clearly the number one team. And uh, if anything is going to undo them, it is the Leafs themselves. The only people who stand in the way of the Maple Leafs is the Maple Leafs. They're because that's the kind <laughs> yeah, of team they are. Pretty much. Uh, second place, who are you picking? Second place. This one was it got tough in right here in the middle. I yes, the middle chunk s- is going to be where there's fluctuations for sure i'm gonna say i believe probably it's oh oh god i don't even know <laughs> i guess i guess i gotta go with calgary okay um i feel like they are i i've been somebody who has 
for a long time has been harping on, and I feel like the Flames are one of the more overrated teams in the league, specifically, uh, but surrounding us, like, the Johnny Gaudreau's and Sean Monahans and stuff. Yep. Um, I feel like, but the year, they made some good changes, specifically, they finally actually have some comfortably consistent goaltending with Markstrom if he's healthy. I, mm-hmm. I'm a big, obviously, well-known Jacob Markstrom supporter here. Um, I believe in him. I do not believe the this 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 right. thought that he's going to completely regress now that he's not with Ian Clark. I don't buy that for a second. I think he will do fine if he's healthy. I think the Flames are probably going to finish second, and a lot of that's going to be due to him and the guys like um, and guys like uh, Matthew Kachuk stepping up and playing a bit of a bigger role. Okay, uh, so I pick Montreal. Ooh, okay. I I think uh, with Jake Allen and in their backup. I think it's a bit more stability. That it's not the best stability, but it's still way better than, you know, whoever they had before. Um, and yeah, I kind of, I don't like the contracts they signed uh, some of their off season guys to, but like you pick up to Foley on that ticket. Like that's massive. Uh, I really dig uh, Suzuki. I think he's really great to watch. Um, but yeah, so I'm picking them second and then I'm going to pick third is going to be Calgary actually for the exact same reasons you said. So where, who are you picking third? See, oh, so for third, I, I had Montreal. Yeah. Uh, because they're pretty, they're, they're sort of a, they're a pretty complete team, Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part. But, uh, the reason they're not second on my list is I don't buy a whole lot of the hype around them. Like people are really hammering home this idea that, Oh, these are like cup favorites now. And there is like Nick Suzuki is going to be good. Uh, cut Kinney looks like he could be something. They have good pieces like drew and to, and I love to Foley, uh, and Josh Anderson now as well, Brendan Gallagher, mm-hmm. what have you. But there's, there isn't one player that I look at like, Oh, this is a game changer besides Carey price, who obviously has health concerns and goaltending can't put pucks in the net. So sure. I feel like I don't, uh, yeah, they did some interesting things in the playoffs, but I do not buy this sudden that they are a cup favorite. Give them a few years. Yes. So who's your, so who's your third team then? But Montreal is my third oh, team it is. Okay. because they're pretty you. complete because they're a complete you. team. They I just see. don't you're, have, you're they, don't have that, they don't have that magic ingredient that would put them into the, this is a contender now. Sure. Yet. They don't have okay. them yet. All right. So who's your fourth then? I've picked Vancouver as my fourth. As have I. Like, oh, yeah. The, why have you, okay, so why have you picked the Canucks? No reason. No reason at all. <laughs> I have So I picked the Canucks for two reasons. One, they are good. They are... Uh, they're, they're improved in a lot of areas. They're, for, they're, 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 their defense is way... I don't know. It's not way better, but I think it's... It's, it's, a, it's a touch better. Yeah. It's a touch better. And I think with the younger guys, I think that might step in. I think it could possibly get a little bit better from that. Um, as well, not a, again, not a lot. Yeah. The, there's this whole idea that again, without Markstrom, the Canucks are sunk in net, which I think is bull. No, I think the Canucks, frankly, nuts. have. I think, frankly, the Canucks have the best one-two punch goaltending wise in this division. Uh, yeah, With they the, definitely have the best depth. They don't have the number one goalie. They don't have the number one guy, but they no. they have the. It two, averages they have the most, out. Yes, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. People, people are going to be surprised by Demko and Holpe and what they can do this year. Yeah. And the forwards are a bit of a question, uh, just depth-wise. They're mm-hmm. definitely a lot worse off depth right now than they were before. Um, but it could get better. The, okay. Over the season, it could get better. And my second reason is because 
Team Chaos, the Canucks are going to win the last wild card in the division and knock the Leafs out of the first round of the playoffs. That Because be that is exactly right. how the world is going to work. The With Canucks are chat. going to set the world ablaze by knocking the Leafs out of the first round of the playoffs because the Leafs, again, are yeah. their own worst enemy. And That's the fair. Canucks love... Uh, apparently, this Canucks group likes to defy the odds of beating teams they shouldn't. They love and it. They're going to do it. They absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Right. So then you're... Five, six, seven punch would probably be, I'm assuming, Ottawa at the very bottom. Ottawa at the very bottom, obviously. Matt yeah. Murray is a nice improvement in net, um, but I also think he's a little bit overrated just because of the teams he, the Penguins teams he played on. Just like, he's good, yeah. but he's, I think what we saw in the last couple of years from him is kind of closer to yeah. what you should expect Definitely. from him. He is not going to turn your team around in one go. Tim Stutzler is going to be great. Brady Kachuk is going to be great. He'll be super they fun. A, they. They have a fantastic future lined up for them, provided that uh, a certain owner does not screw it up for them. I think they've, they're they going to be good down the line. This year, no, they're very clearly dead last. They're going to have a very... It's going to be a long year for them. All right. Um, so then you have leftover is Edmonton and Winnipeg. Again, and this where, is... Where are you slotting them in fifth and sixth? Because I'll tell you, I'm going Winnipeg in sixth because as great as hellebuck is i just have a feeling that their team right now that where everything that can go wrong keeps going wrong for them mm-hmm. like i don't Patrick think line stuff all the Patrick injuries line shit, game one against calgary and the, the roslevic trade like he's not a game breaker for them by any stretch but just like yeah. You can see all these compounding issues that are going to keep stacking up. They Their don't have they don't have a third. Yikes. Yeah. Like they lost Biza who like, you know, isn't really a great defender, but like for yeah. them, he was a decent like option and now they don't yeah. have it. They have so, they, in like the span of a couple of years, they lost Truba. They lost Bufflin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they lost. Do they still have Kulikov? I don't remember. Kulikov I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's it's gone. Crazy. Too. It's but crazy like they how lost great their defense was at everybody. one point was once was at like two it's years a, ago. It was a strong shell. To now it's nothing. Like Neil yeah, Kionk's their number one with yeah, Josh Morrissey, who isn't Josh nearly Morrissey's as good. Gr- okay. He's yeah. not nearly as good as like like Winnipeg media would have you yeah. think, right? Their forward core is fantastic. Um Yeah. But here's the thing, I'm actually gonna go the opposite. I or why okay, so why is Edmonton is as Edmonton, do you have reasons for why they're ahead of Winnipeg, I guess? They're ahead of Winnipeg because I think McDavid and Dryside will give you so much more than say Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler give you mm-hmm. just, just based on that alone. Like I their mean, goaltending that... is like a total like crapshoot, but I think Winnipeg is just like, it's, it's a tire fire that no one can really see the smoke of it yet. It's there, but it's not, it hasn't reached the skies quite yet. So here's the thing. I have it flipped. Okay. I have Winnipeg in fifth. I, I, I really, Every just about any one of these teams could flip between second and sixth, and that's been talked to death about as how mm-hmm. you could pretty much outside of Toronto and Ottawa where they're sitting, you could pretty much mix and match, and you could make good cases for why they're in all of those positions. The Canucks could very easily finish second if you wanted. Oh frankly. yeah, like that's the like, thing. Or like for, the no, or maybe even first. Who knows? Like that's, you, but like second is pretty clear. They could. Yeah, like that's the note with like our rankings is like I bet any every single person picking this division is going Toronto's your number one, Ottawa's your last team. Everyone in the middle is a whole completely it's interchangeable. It's, it's, it is completely it's up just, in the air. 
it's darts. You're throwing darts at a. You're throwing darts here. Yeah. But I'll say this: I think Winnipeg has one of these teams on on paper, not necessarily the best, but I think they play a style and they're kind of built as a team that can really mess things up for particularly the smaller, fat, young, the smaller, younger teams. They're well, sure. they're they're skilled and they're built kind of big. Then they and they're quick too. They're kind of one of those weird good mixtures of at least mm-hmm. in the forward groups of everything. And Connor Hellebuck is the best goaltender in the league right now. I think, yeah. or well, he's up there. I think he's I, ahead of care. He's the best in this division for sure. And I think the amount of games that Connor Hellebuck could win for the Jets is going to become painfully clear at when it comes to how many games that Miko Koskin and Mike Smith could cost the Oilers. Yeah, fair I enough. think McDavid and Dreisaitl cannot save, cannot be stopping pucks, and I think that's that was evident. The problem very clear against Chicago I mean, in the playoff series, right? Like, yeah, it didn't matter I, if he scored seven. They got scored on eight times. <laughs> their lack of yes, their lack of goaltending is, I think, very clearly why they're going to get shot a little bit shot in the foot here. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the quick bonus questions because we're pushing almost three hours or some shit here. Well, something like that. Um, yeah. Let's. Like that. Uh, hey, we're having fun. We're having oh, yeah. fun here. Let's. Uh, so, bonus questions. The first one. This one's kind of a shitty question. I almost don't want to include. It. Oh, I just saw it. <laughs> Yeah. Why? So, across the NHL, how many games do you think get canceled? Zero. Let's. Hell yeah. Zero games. Zero get okay. canceled outright. That yeah. would be. They're good. I mean, some might get moved. I hope yeah. not. I mean, some already have been moved. But canceled, none. They're going to they're gonna finish the year. Again, I think they get into the meat of the year. No one's going to be getting. They're, the, the chance of people getting sick are going to be a lot less. I think they'll be fine. I'm going to guess. 15 actually no yeah 15 all for one team or for like kind of like across the entire league so it's gonna be like every team gets one or something now when you say canceled do you you mean postponed you mean postponed right like push i mean canceled really because i don't really know how i think if we go postponements you might i think we're gonna see a lot of postponements personally i just think i just think if you're looking at 15 games getting canceled especially like across the league that's almost like one game for certain like for team and i don't know why they wouldn't because play Chaos the one game. game to like win for like the winning the points completely would that would completely mess up points and make it winning percentage yeah. and they'd have to change everything in yeah. the middle of the game and oh I want, you suck i would, oh, I would like to here <laughs> i would like You're to introduce terrible. you to the league that they play in called the NHL, who also made last year's playoffs based on points percentage or but win that was percentage. Because in the they last had second. to. They had no choice. Like, and they might have different. to again. That's the thing. I'm team. There are I'm vaccines misery. going now. Like it, vaccines you, are coming out now. When like, you get to my age when everything goes wrong all the time, you'll get it. Why you pick 15 games. But anyway, let's uh, get to funner. The NA- fun and the games. NHL, you know what? The NHL earned my has earned my confidence in the way they can handle COVID from the playoffs. They yeah. they've earned it. They've earned my they've earned my chance to they've earned the chance to break my heart a little bit. <laughs> they you know, lost you know it for me when Forever. they tried to buy vaccines from uh frontline workers. So fuck the NHL. Oh, Go to boy. hell. Uh, so anyway, next question. Next, next bonus question. Does Niels Hoglander score a Michigan goal this year? 
Sure. Let's go for it. I think Pete uh, might too. I think I'm, I'm in the same boat. I have a feeling because he's on the team, like you're going to have like nine players trying it all at the same time. So I'm, I'm hoping, but anyway, so Jay next one, Beagle. Jay Beagle oh. overtime winner. He, Louis Erickson in his right first over, game like, up from Hell the Texas or, squad. Like Harry Price or something. <laughs> It'll be hilarious. Uh, okay. It's the next one. Do the Canucks give up their first round pick in 2021 this year? So there was a bit of a report today that Darren Drager, um, I put out there that they're almost gonna, they're all in this year. Oh, that there's like sending out the vibes that yeah. the Canucks are all in this year, which I is, have no idea how that's even possible because they're against the cap. Even they're against with the like cap, their, and their moves, why yeah. would you do that in a year where you're gonna have zero fans? Almost like there's almost yeah. kind of a it's, well, it does make sense. Just kind, of, you should just see what happens this year, yeah. like. Because uh, like, I'm also kind of of that boat of imagine if the Canucks won their very first Stanley Cup in the year where nobody yeah. can see it. Like, that's actually, that's that my dream. Just, that, would that would be, be my Vancouver dream. Canucks, frankly. That'd be my dream just because like the Apollinis get nothing out of it and that would just be so funny. So they'd be gritting through their teeth like, we did it. I do want, but at what cost? I yeah. mean, but I didn't literally make at what cost. Money. Yeah, but I mean, I want to believe that the Canucks, uh, I mean, I want the Canuck, at the Canucks as a business to do well, because if they didn't, that means mm-hmm. bad things for everybody. Yeah. So I'm going to say, no, they, they don't do give up the, I'm going to say no. I think this year is too, again, too much of a crapshoot to risk giving up your first rounder. I yeah. really hope they don't. I'm going to say no. You okay. don't, I don't know where you go with it, frankly. Yeah. I'm, I'm a no as well. Okay. So then that gets us to our last and final question. Do the Canucks re-sign Travis Green before the end of the season? I'm gonna I'm, say, I'm gonna okay. say yes, frankly. Okay. I think he's gonna at some point this team is gonna be they're gonna be buzzing. They might be like in a playoff spot and it'll be like uh let's do it now before he elevates his his contract, he adds another zero to his contract with uh, another stellar playoff performance. So they sign on the dotted line before they, it's too late. So I'm going yes. See, so I'm going to say no for the same mm. reason. Same okay. reason. For the same reason. Because I think as soon as they get to that point, Travis Green's going to say, why the hell would I, <laughs> why the hell would I negotiate with you now? I'm playing with, I have all the cards right now. Why on Fair. earth would I make a deal here i'm just gonna so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say he will resign i do think the but canucks not at the season end it might just, be after it'll it'll be after the season's over he will okay. resign i think the canucks would be very stupid to let him go <laughs> i'm gonna well, say yes they resign him well i'm a big fan of stupid <laughs> i love i love stupidity is that why you join a show with me is that why yes, you join a show with me because that's I'm exactly why i needed it right here You're, you you gotta get an i'm with stupid shirt it, ha- it happened like seven hours ago but do you remember when i said 56 divided by eight was 20 percent <laughs> so uh that's just the that's way things right. go on the crease cast so anyways folks this has been an this absolute is ride this is, this is fun this is the show we're Really hyped to share our prediction sheet with you guys, and you guys can play along. Oh, oh. this is like a lot of fun. Um, Quick, does Vasily Budkolzin play for the Canucks this year? Does he play one game? Oh, yeah, there's an extra one. I think he doesn't because I think his contract's up April 30th, and he'd have to quarantine flying here from Russia. So the timing would work in a way where he wouldn't be able to get in a game. That's just, I'm pretty sure the math works out that way. I'm going to say he does because 
he might be there. He might possibly be available for a for playoffs. But number two, there's also Chris Faber's been reporting about the oh, yeah, okay. kind of issues that have been going on because the KHL and Russian hockey is just full of very stupid politics. Even com- like to a point where the NHL would even look at it like, well, that's just ridiculous. Why yeah. would you do this? Like that's ridic- That's completely the, the counterproductive. The aggressive yeah. uh, attempts at forcing him to sign a contract is just the dumbest thing. Like, yes, fix, fix your internal in- infrastructure so that you know junior players actually have a reason to want to stick around in Russian leagues. Like, yes, yeah, exactly. I think he's gonna. I think he'll be here possibly even. I think it's possible that he's here sooner than April thirtieth. So I'm gonna say. Okay. I think he'll say he will play a game, a regular right. season game. Well, folks, uh, that was a blast. Uh, yes. I hope you liked our mix of positivity and. Uh, uh, negativity nihilism uh, yeah that complete nihilism and cynicism from uh the two of us um just a little quick shout out to uh willie o'ree getting his number 22 retired by the bruins uh yes rad, very well deserved rad of the bruins to actually do something that doesn't suck uh doesn't if we were do- often. if we were doing if we weren't doing so much canuck stuff i'm sure we would have spent a lot of time talking about willie yeah. today but there was just too much other things going yeah. on today that we just couldn't so it made sense yeah. that we just had to say just to raise a glass to Willie O'Ree, who long deserved this. And it's yeah. so great to see him getting his jersey retired by the Bruins. Yeah. Much deserved. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, you can follow me at Kobe, Cody Sievertson on Twitter and uh, my site, thecommentsharvest.com. Lachlan, where can they find you? You can find me on uh, at Lock in the Crease on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as LockInTheCrease.com. I just put out a uh, fun little uh, kind of North North Division uh, power rankings. We're just going to kind of make some jokes and have some fun with it. It's completely unrelated That's to any sort of actual analysis. It's yeah. just fun. It's great. Simple, simple read. I loved it. It was really funny. Oh, great. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. Uh, don't forget, you can subscribe to our Patreon. We have a $1 tier for those that just want to support the content. We appreciate you guys for uh, supporting us during these tough times during COVID. There's also the $5 tier that gives you access to uh, more exclusive articles and uh, exclusive uh, recordings that we're going to start doing as the season progresses. Because uh, if you couldn't tell by this episode, there is a lot to talk about in short periods of time. Hell so yes. We're uh, looking forward to coming up with some uh, more unique ideas and uh, we will see you guys. Oh, uh, oh sorry. Go Make ahead. sure uh, if you if you follow, if you uh, listen on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Leave a review. Oh, yes. Give us those five stars because it really really helps. Yes, as mom and dad, leave us, us the five star. <laughs> leave us the five star reviews. We need them. We're desperate for them. They will yes. kick us off if you don't give it to us. Please. Uh, much love, uh, everyone. Stay safe. Stay healthy, and uh, we'll catch you guys uh, on uh, next Tuesday after the Canucks have played three games. Two Which, games. Or, sorry, wait. What day is today? It's Tuesday. Tuesday, so Friday. We're back Friday. Two games. <laughs> we'll see two you games Friday after they play two games. Hell yeah. Hockey's back. Let's go. Sally, boys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>